0: Hey, welcome everybody to episode 31 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Um, boy, it's just uh, you and me, Bill.
1: Oh, I thought Krabby was just very quiet.
0: No, he's decided to ditch us, I think. Oh, man. What is he, uh, in another country or something? <laughs> it's almost like a different time zone, too. <laughs> no, Krabby's got uh, work duties and family in this weekend, so he's not going to be recording with us, but Bill and I will try to keep you... All entertained. I think we can manage that. Uh, at least, hopefully, right? We'll do our level best. <laughs> uh, well. We always want to start off really quick. Just a few different places you can find us. So um, we'll rattle through these. Uh, Bill, where, where where can people get us?
1: Well, since Crabby's uh, uh, back on uh, target with uh, posting YouTube videos of NES games that he's completing, why don't we start with YouTube?
0: Absolutely. Yep. You can find uh, the good old Crab Master over there if you want to watch. Uh, I'm trying to think about of of that last one that he just did because I watched it. But um, he, man, he he goes through some pretty tough, pretty tough games.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I, it's the, what what kind of gets me about his videos sometimes is he makes the game look easy, <laughs> yeah. and then I get the game, and then I'm like, oh, it was just him. Um, and I think the example I've given recently is uh, uh, I picked up Darkman. Oh and, yeah. And it's not even that Dark Man's like overly difficult. It's just like the timing and the way that the jumping works um based on how fast you're moving and if you're if you're still at one point and if you get hit like it's it's just it's a lot to like, you know, figure out. But like you watch him play it and he's like, "Oh, it just looks like a platformer." But nope. It it takes a while and he makes him look easy.
0: Yeah, and he's not afraid to take on some of the broken I think games I think are a little bit more broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, Maybe that's just my opinion, but, you know. Uh, well, you know, we can also find us um, on iTunes, right? That's probably, yep. I'm going to guess, where a lot of people find us.
1: Yeah, iTunes, they get reviews there. We appreciate those.
0: Absolutely. Um, Podomatic, you get the app.
1: Oh, need right? that Podomatic. Yeah, got to get that Podomatic action.
0: Yeah, or, or Stitcher, if you prefer that app. You can do that one, too.
1: Yeah, Stitcher and uh, uh, what do we got? Uh, RFgeneration.com.
0: Uh, uh-huh. And uh, collectorcast.com, right? That is the yin to my yang. And the magic of the RSS feeds for whatever other crazy listening device you've got, right?
1: Right. So if you're just looking for, you know, a lot of apps just use the RSS feed. So, RF, or sorry, uh, collectorcast.com has the RSS embedded.
0: Yeah, and I did, you know, I was curious. I did a little search uh, not too long ago for collectorcast to see where it was turning up, mm-hmm. like in results. Right. Uh, We're obviously on a lot of other sites uh, besides the ones we rattle out. So people have submitted our feed or somebody's grabbed our feed somewhere. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's good to know, right?
1: Yeah, it's cool. I I do uh, just, you know, I throw CollectorCast into like a a Google search. uh, And the first thing that comes up is uh, the Podomatic page. Yeah. Um, So and then, you know, followed closely by our Twitter feed and iTunes and Facebook Um, so yeah, I I have a feeling that's kind of where most people are pulling the show down from, but you got options. So if you want to, uh, um, uh, uh, check us out on the pickle, uh, (laughs) podcast (laughs) pickle cannot be neglected, um, as well as, uh, uh, the Microsoft, uh, windows phone eight zoom marketplace that might not be called that anymore.
0: Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) If you have some sort of windows eight device and maybe windows 10 at some point, right. Is that coming soon?
1: Oh, I'll definitely be upgrading um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, this year, uh, this fall or winter, I don't know if they've said when, but, uh, got my free upgrade just like everyone else, uh, from seven on. So, uh, I'm going to take advantage and, uh, see if they're going in a good direction.
0: Now, is it, they're just like a limited time free upgrade window. Is that the deal? Yeah. The
1: thing I read from them was that everyone who had, and, and they've been clarifying ever since, cause it made it sound like even if you have a pirated copy, they'll let you do it. And yeah, then someone right. had to say, Hey, is that true? And they clarified and we're like, yeah, it's true. We just really want everyone using Windows 10, which, you know, really? good, good, which good for them. Um, but yeah, that's the last thing I read from them is they said, like, yeah, there's not going to be like, a, you know, if we can't verify your CD key, we're still going to let you upgrade. Which so is,
0: they are, are they dumping activation?
1: Uh, that I don't know. But I, I did read that it is limited to one year. And the limitation that I know that they are not letting you do is uh, uh, businesses cannot do it.
0: Oh, well, that makes sense. Right. right.
1: So if you have like volume licensing or something like that, or, you know, you've purchased through like, you know, OEMs or whatever, uh, you know, for your business, um, that method I don't think is supported. But everything from what I read, 7 and on, uh, can upgrade to 10 for free within the first uh, year of release.
0: Well that's that's kind of cool. I think I've got a, a Windows seven virtual machine sitting around, so I'll have to make nice. sure I upgrade that yeah uh, when I can. so thanks for listening to the windows <laughs> podcast
1: <laughs> yeah was this uh this is what we're talking about right I mean I just heard about was that. a huge Microsoft fan and he beat th- he actually he visited a uh, uh you know over the holidays and I took him to our Microsoft store in the Danbury uh, mall in Connecticut. yeah, uh, they don't have one down you know where he lives and he, he he really like he really just likes you know he likes the cut of their jib he likes what they do i know he's listening to this um so uh we're in the microsoft store and he just wanted to tell them he's like hey uh i just want to tell you guys you're great i like your stuff i think people give you a lot of unnecessary crap but you know Keep, keep up the good work. Everything's great. And they gave him like T-shirts. They gave him like <laughs> they gave him, like, a, like a Zune like wristband or, or like, no, sorry. Uh, what do you call it? Like a Windows Phone 8, you know, like rubber, you know, like yeah. the strong type of wristbands and stuff. So, yeah, he's uh, he's into it. And uh, they're they're happy to have him in their corner.
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, I went with some buddies to the Microsoft store that's uh, close by here not too long ago, and uh, it was really very nice. The people there were were very helpful. They did they gave us some swag, yep. you know, when we left. They were really pretty cool about everything. Had a nice little Xbox area. It was very fancy, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's I don't I don't know if they're all you know run exactly the same, but the one by us, I mean, like I I've only had like four or five you know experiences there. I don't go to the mall a ton, but. Uh, Every time I've gone there, they've been awesome. They've been helpful. They go out of your out of their way. Um, like I, like the headset that came with my system that I got launch day was, you know, it just remember that we were trying to play uh, Far Cry mm. or something that night. Just, it just was totally dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I went there and I was honest because I hate when people, when I worked in retail, people would come in and give you a story like, Oh, I bought this eight days ago and I don't have a receipt, but I want, you know, like, <laughs> so I went in. I was like, listen, I bought this system day one here in this store. I've never used the headset because I've always played single player. I just plugged it in; and it doesn't work. They're like, "No problem." They pulled a brand new box like off the floor and just handed it to me. That's and awesome. Like, and just did like a like a no receipt swap, like so I had a receipt for it. I thought they were gonna like open the box and just give me the headset. They're like, "No, no, you're good. That's you."
0: Awesome.
1: So yeah, I mean, like it's it seems like uh, that's kind of you know the direction they want to go in, which is just help people out, which is cool.
0: Yeah, that's the way it should be. Um, I've got. A uh, friend, I'm going over to his house tomorrow, and he's a big, uh, big, big Microsoft Xbox fan. So I'm going to take the swag that I got from the store and give it to him. Very cool. Um, so he can have those. Um, yeah, so he's such a big Xbox fan guy that... Uh, <laughs> I, he, I I
1: kind of am, too, so I can't, you know, point fingers.
0: Well, you know those... Um, There was a contest a little while back for Xbox One to get like your art made into those little you know gamer pick sort of things. Yes,
1: I remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's his is the beard guy.
1: That's him. Oh, really?
0: (laughs) That's literally him. That's cool. Yeah, he just kind of made it in some art, so you know he's actually in the Xbox.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) It is. It is. I actually looked. uh, uh, There was a game. I forget what it's called. Uh, Band of Brothers maybe, or like Brothers in Arms, uh, one of those games a long time ago, like, I don't know, early 90s. During the opening credits, there was a character in it that looked 100% exactly like me. So I did a screen cap of it, and I showed my sister. She walked in the room, and I just said like, hey, no, I didn't do a screen cap. I showed her the opening credits. And then what it does, it, like, just kind of faded in, like, you know, a group of guys, you know, sitting around a campfire telling war stories, and then another group of guys, like, you know, like, in in the, you know, in the trenches, and then there was another group of guys, like, sitting on the back of a jeep, and I didn't say anything, it just went through one group to one group to one group, and I didn't say anything to her, I didn't tell her to look out for whatever, and then the one that looked like me came up, and she gasped, she was like... (gasps) She was like, you're in this game? And I was like, Yup. <laughs> so I told everyone that I won a contest. <laughs> and that they put me in the game.
0: <laughs> so if you need your bill action, track down that game and a copy yeah. of Sleepers. I'll I'll get the
1: uh, exact name of the game and we'll throw it in the uh uh in the notes.
0: We need to buy you an IM you know, get you an IMDB page. <laughs> yeah. So <really>? gets- <laughs> With all the but that's gotta be
1: like, oh, unconfirmed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uncredited cannot, right? That's what yeah, they
1: cannot be verified
0: <laughs> hey everybody it's duke here to tell you again about our sponsor off the charts video games be sure to listen all the way through the spot because there's a special offer at the end for CollectorCast listeners. We all know that shopping online for video games can be a hassle. If you shop on eBay, you have to pay shipping to each individual seller. On Amazon, you never see what you're really going to get. And as for the leading online classic game retailers, well, we all know that their prices aren't the best. After years of collecting, trading, and selling on multiple marketplaces, the guys at Off the Charts Video Games have built a site with the needs of collectors in mind otcvideogames.com gives the experience of a brick-and-mortar store while you relax at home. With pictures and individual descriptions for every item, you will know exactly what you're going to get. Every game is tested in-house on their multi-system testing station, so your order will come back with their quality guarantee and great customer service. Off the Charts now sells separate boxes and manuals, so you can buy complete and box games all at once or complete your loose games. Browse their games, boxes and manuals separately, or all together. Boxes and manuals are posted now for Nintendo 64 and are coming soon for other systems. Everyone knows the most annoying part of buying online is shipping. Well, at Off the Charts, orders over $50 get free shipping in the U.S. Not only that, but they always ship orders out the next business day, Monday through Friday, and every order gets tracking. Choose your favorite provider, whether it's UPS, FedEx, or the U.S. Postal Service. Check them out for yourself at www.otcvideogames.com or see their inventory updates and meet their staff on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube with the handle OTC Video Games. Again, that's www.otcvideogames.com and OTC Video Games on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As a limited time special offer for Collector Cast listeners, our coupon code COLLECTORCAST at checkout to receive a 5% discount on your order. Again, that's coupon code COLLECTORCAST, all together, one word, no spaces. We have got a lot of questions, Bill. Good. You know what? I I
1: really love the questions. I've said it before. I'd love an episode just filled with questions, but I don't know if everyone else wants that. So for now, we'll just take what we get and we'll uh, keep going with topics.
0: Yeah, I I think we're going to have a big chunk of this episode with questions anyway. (laughs) Uh, But let's get started. Um, From Twitter, we'll start with Twitter. So um, loyal listener and uh, question submitter at Sega TomCast, he asks... What's the game your friend keeps on recommending that you secretly tried and don't like, but still haven't told them yet?
1: Oh, this is such a great question, (laughs) man. There's so many, like one that sticks out in my mind right away that matches this description completely. And it's a friend of mine who does not listen to this show. Oh, there you go. And thinks that it's funny to keep telling me that he doesn't listen Um Like, hey, you guys like my new episode's out. You guys hear it? No, I don't listen to that crap. Um, (laughs) but uh I have a friend, um, and he doesn't listen to this show, so I can tell you he's kind of a jerk. Um, and uh he he's uh hates, 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 hates sandbox games. Uh Uh-huh. Literally, like I've you know, and he doesn't really publicize it, but like also like, oh you gotta play this, and he's like, No, no, no. Like, crackdown. Hates. Far Cry hates. Like, he's like, what's, you know, what's I. What's wrong with him? Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't mind if you like them. Is this true? You're, like,
0: you're talking about Krabby here, right?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't say Metroid. I said Sandbox. Um, Krabby also hates Metroid too. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, and 3. Oh, jerk. So, but this, but there's one Sandbox game that this dude loves to death, and he begs me to play it. And I'm like, I don't know. It's really not my jam. Um, he loves saints row the third really he loves it and he's like i don't know what i love about it it's just it's it's part of part of it's the humor part of it's just always having stuff to do and i said you know that's what sandbox games are he's like i know but i don't like other ones i just like this one he's like I'm, he's uh i think the word he said he used was he's like i implore you to play this game please (laughs) i will buy it for you and you'll play it i got it on the steam sale a while ago i played it for like an hour and it is just not for me It's, it's like, you know, like a lot of games, like you can totally see why some people like them. Yeah. They're just not, you know, it's, it's, it's just like that. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but I played it for a little bit and I, I haven't, I know exactly what the flow of the game is. Oh, you do this. And then that opens this. And then these are your things. Then you can get these power-ups and then you can do more of this and you can fly around. Okay. I totally get it. Don't like it. Um, and I haven't told him <laughs> that I played it, and I don't like it. I just keep telling... He's like, you going to play Saints Stroll?" I'm like, oh, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. Which is no big... Because, like, you know, it's... I, I tell him all the time stuff that I don't like that he likes. So It's not like that's the issue. It's just I think it's funny to tell him that <laughs> I have that not to tell him that I played it. So yeah,
0: No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? <sighs> Uh, and, don't,
1: I, and don't say Civ Five.
0: Oh well, I've not played Civ Five, so I can't. I can't say. I would also, uh, you know, you could probably say uh, Rogue Legacy, but I haven't played that either.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, it's coming to the one this year.
0: I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it, and oh, I will man. tell you, Bill. I will tell you what I think of it.
1: I'm telling you, when you play that game, I know it's going to happen. Like four hours into, like twenty minutes into playing, it, you're going to text me. You're going to say, "Okay, you were right." Four hours in, you're going to text me again and say. I was so wrong <laughs> 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 to not have been playing this this whole time. It's so freaking good.
0: Uh, once you get that far to Dark Souls, you'll sell, you'll tell me the same thing.
1: Uh, it's, you know, it's a distinct possibility.
0: Maybe, maybe. Or maybe you just will never tell me, ever, and that'll be your... Yeah. <laughs> answer if, to this
1: question <laughs> if, if you were not on this show and Krabby was
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know you've played a little dark soul so you don't have to <laughs> yes. ruin my day that's i, I did
1: i did try the first one
0: yes that's fine um i would probably have to say which makes me feel kind of bad i've got this friend that i used to work with mm-hmm. and he doesn't listen to the show either thankfully uh which oh, you know we're we're still good friends we gain like you know the kids birthday parties and we hang out and stuff and we both play you know on the xbox and whatnot but like, oh, man. Like, you remember, like, uh, was it la- about a year or so ago when Battlefield 4 came out? Yep. And he's, uh, him and his wife both are, like, so really into Battlefield. and play on all the time. And he's like, oh, you got to get Battlefield. You got to get Battlefield. And I... I yeah, I got I got Battlefield. Uh, All this was like some. It was like back. Remember that I, I think I told you guys there was some Walmart mess up and you could get like really yes. cheap. Yes,
1: yeah, So You got like Diablo and
0: uh, I yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah they,
1: they had the games listed for like seventeen dollars or something. And yeah, the, they were they brand new. They canceled everyone's orders in the country except you.
0: Just about. Mm. Um. So I got it and I took it home and I played a little bit and um. Yeah. Oh, I really. Uh, I didn't like it at all, and Mm. I really didn't have the heart to kind of tell him Mm -hmm. (laughs) about it. So, uh, you know, and then just, oh, I felt bad because the other day he just sent me a message again. He's like, dude, Battlefield Hardline, get it. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I said, well, I don't have any extra money for games right now. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Now, I got to tell you, um, I've picked up the, like, when a Battlefield game is a couple years old and $5, I've picked them up here and there and just played through the single-player campaign. I've never played through a Battlefield single-player campaign that I didn't like. Um, I'm just not a, you know, multi-play, competitive multiplayer shooter, you know, type guy. So um, I have no problem telling someone, said, hey, you should totally jump in on this multiplayer shooter with me.
0: Uh, no. Yeah. I will never do that. Well, I wanted it because, you know, like I said, we used to work together, so we don't get to see each other as much as we used to. So I thought, right, oh, it'd right. be fun for us to play something together where we can mm-hmm. chit-chat, but... I just couldn't stomach the guy. It really wasn't (laughs) for me. (laughs) So I keep making him suggest, like, can we play something else? Is there something else you want to play? Uh, He likes those military things. I played some other ones, like the Tom Clancy ones with him, but no Battlefield. No thanks. Right uh i'd be curious though from our listeners i would like to hear answers from our listeners on that question yeah
1: definitely oh man you could have a show on that question like like as you were talking i thought of like three or four more like stories from other guys like oh that's we should actually make that question part of like the intro to the show
0: yeah that's maybe if you guys send us some messages around that one we'll see if maybe we can read them out next time i'll try to collect those i'd like to hear some dirty secrets that people have that would be good nice uh, the next one, uh I can probably guess close to what your answer is on this one, but we'll see.
1: Um I haven't read the questions yet, so th- these are all surprises to me.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um at a new a new listener that uh wrote at least a new question asker, I should what's what's the right word for that? Questionnaire? Yeah, there we go. Um at Andrew Bowman thirty six asks How many repros slash hacks slash homebrew carts do you own? I've guessed it's probably in response to the last episode, so Okay. Uh, Bill.
1: Um, repro slash homebrew slash hacks. So he's kind of running the whole um, anything that's not a legit uh, thing. He's asking. Yep. yep. Um, I think just a couple. Just um, I had a copy of Dragon Leap that I purchased. Uh, that actually Chris purchased for me because I couldn't make it over to the booth in time to get it uh, at too many games a couple years ago that I have since sold. Um, played it for a while, flipped it, which is what I do with most, uh, uh, homebrew carts. Um, and so I had that, I got rid of that. I have the fix it. Felix repro. Sorry. Um, uh, that's kind of a weird one because it's taken like, you know, like the code and then putting it on a cart. So I don't know if you'd call it a hack repro, pirate, or whatever. Pirate maybe Yeah, pirate. Yeah. You're probably right. It is a pirate. Um, so the fix it. Felix that was done on Nintendo slash Sega age by, Uh, I don't know how you say the name drag it's DRA six O O N. I think it is. I
0: say Dragoon, but I. it's Dragoon.
1: Yeah. Um, so I have that one still, and I have my NHL 12, um, ROM hack that I took an existing ROM hack and like kind of figured, like not figured out with the help of the people on the NHL 94.com forums, um, figured out how to do some basic, you know, tile, uh, graphics and, you know, like, uh, 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 you know, like switch some images out and stuff like that. And I had a very cool dude named DJ Shock um, on Sega Age do the repro artwork for me. Um, and I had the box made. Uh, so yeah, just those Fix-It Felix and NHL 12 are the only two I currently own. And the only one I've owned before that was Dragon Leap. So I'm kind of a, a lightweight.
0: Don't you still have Dark Side?
1: Oh, so yeah, right.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Dark.
1: Well, oh, that's and another one. So that uh, New Poil picked up a cool spot for me. Yeah. The complete in box cool spot uh, at the uh, Portland uh, uh, retro show up there. And I do have Dark Side which I bought from Mickey from uh he was at Too Many games also. Is that same trip?
0: Yep. Sure. So
1: yeah, wow. I'm up uh, I have more than I even realized.
0: There you go, right? Um for me
1: I'm I'm guessing you have substantially more than that.
0: Yeah, I I am mean, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty prolific, I think. And mostly NES. I don't um I have the fix at Felix. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think I have anything for any other systems besides Famicom and NES, but I would probably guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 30-ish. Oh, wow. Um, Probably most of those are homebrews, but I've got some Famicom Pirates originals and... um, Do you have any of those, like,
1: like 20-in-1 Famicarts?
0: I do have some, like, 4-in-1s, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got, like, a 4-in-1 that's got Street Fighter two on it. Nice. Which is it's bad (laughs) it's pretty bad but uh
1: i I think pirates are really interesting and if i saw pirates i'd just grab it because i just you know think they you know i don't know they're just interesting to me um homebrews i didn't think i was interested in them until like i started going to events and people started bringing old homebrews i'm like oh my god this game's amazing where do you get this like oh you can't so
0: (laughs) right some of them keep getting sold some of them unfortunately don't right um But, yeah, I don't know. That's some foreshadowing about an upcoming episode, too, right? Ooh. (laughs) Um, Up next, I think it's uh, Wimster is here. So, at Wimpy Animations, he asks, do you keep manuals in their box or separate? And if it's separate, how do you store them?
1: Ah, good question. So, um, obviously, he's not talking about uh, current generation games because they don't come with manuals anymore. Womp womp. So um yeah I keep the manuals on my disc because <laughs> you can access them from the uh the main menu. Um but yes. <laughs> if yeah, they so, even have them anymore. Ex- exactly. Now this this is actually a really good question too. Um when I first started collecting NES games, um I would get anything. Cart only, great. If it had the manual, uh, fantastic. If it had a box, oh it looks even better. And then once I got more and more box games, I was like, yeah, I have to get all this way because it just looks so good. Um, but for a while, I kind of went through this phase where I was like, okay, now I need box protectors. So then I got, you know, a whole bunch of box protectors and put stuff in there. And then when I wanted to go play a game, you got to open up the box protector. You have to carefully take the game box out, carefully open the thing. Is the manual in the way? Um, it was a whole procedure. So I started thinking... Do I want to keep my games separate from the boxes to, you know, limit where and limit the amount of time it takes? And then I took that a step further and I said, do I want to store my manuals separately? Like for a while, I was, I thought I could get binders and get those pages that you put like postcards in.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And I started to do, like, I got like five of these pages and I started to put manuals in there. The problem is they just do not stay for anything. and I got some pages for like four by six uh, photos with like a little, you know, like almost like a scrapbook type thing that you can put, like write like a description, like, Oh, Hawaii 1972. But where you would just, you know, put the name of the, the game of the manual if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and these guys, they were just so hard to get the manuals in and out. Uh. Um, so yeah, that it's, it's a good question. Cause I've considered that and I tried to implement it, but at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? It's just such a pain. And I don't like having everything being all over the place, and this thing's here and this thing's there. So at this point, everything is a hundred percent together. All you know, all the manuals are stored with the boxes for me.
0: I can see that, but um, you know, as far as playing goes, uh, I think I understand completely. That would be a real pain to actually have to try to open all that stuff up just to get the game out. Yeah. so yeah maybe like a multi like a flash card or something would just solve that problem yeah and that's always
1: what the the consideration you're like you know like because if you had that you'd still be playing the game on legit hardware you just would be able to leave all your things on the shelf there so um that's always been the consideration for me as well Mm -hmm.
0: yeah definitely uh you know for the most part i don't go for boxes i mean i have some just because um you know i pick them up that way Mm -hmm. uh but uh, for a lot of games, I still have the cart and the manual. Uh, I, so, of course, I store the manuals separately. Uh, I just have some um, photo boxes that I use to put the manuals in. Uh, that way, you know, they're acid-free. They're not going to damage the manuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll stay nice and clean and uh, won't get sun faded or anything else. Um, so that's kind of what I do. I just stack off. I've that's got cool. probably about three of those photo boxes.
1: Nice. Uh, well, that's a good point. Well. For for games that I have that aren't complete yet, that I only have manuals or carts and manuals for, I do have like an index card box with A through Z like uh, uh, tab organizers in them. Mm-hmm. So that and it's like a, you know, like I said, like a, a uh, you know, no no fading, no uh, no acid. So that way, if I you know, when I do you know, get the box or, or cart or manual or you know whatever for the game, I can just flip to the letter and see you know, grab the manual out of there. But uh, yeah, other than incompletes or orphans yeah all my stuff is together
0: yeah i would say uh you know i guess uh, depending on how you decide to store those you know uh, uh, the big thing i would say if you're putting them in some sort of box or something else just make sure it's um acid-free you don't want to just mm-hmm. use some random box that right. could you know over time damage your stuff use just photo boxes or something like that's pretty cheap you know mm-hmm. or something if you're gonna use to buy some acid-free paper or you know something like that's it's, it's fine uh so those are our Twitter questions. We've got some Facebook questions. Uh so we'll start off with our own Neo Magic Warrior. He sends us a a question. Whoa. What is the first video game you remember playing?
1: Hmm. First game I remember playing has got to be either Duck Hunt. Oh yeah. Um it's either Duck Hunt or Super Mario Brothers. Um, Makes sense? Yeah, I mean born in 81, uh you know just as I was starting to become like aware that video games were a thing that existed in the world when all my older cousins and everything were playing them. Um I I just saw like blip like blip bloop bleeps on the screen. I didn't know what was going on. So the youngest kid in the room what are they going to hand that kid to play? They're going to put in Duck Hunt, you know, cuz like mm. all you're going to do is you're going to shoot the duck or you're gonna not going to shoot the duck. Um, and I remember that when I, when I asked my parents for a Nintendo for Christmas, I said, that's what, I, that's the game I want. I said, I want duck hunt. That's, that's the reason I want this box. So, and then when we opened the thing and it, and it, I saw the words Mario Brothers on the, and said, Oh, it comes with Mario Brothers. And I looked my mom right in the face and I said, but I want a duck hunt. <laughs> and, and she said, no, 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 that's in there too. Look, it's, it's also in there because it was like the deluxe set. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I I if I had to say for sure, I it's it's gotta be Duck Hunt.
0: I definitely remember playing Duck Hunt very early, but uh, <laughs> that wasn't the first. <laughs> no, I'm a little older. Let's just say a little older than that. Uh the first game I remember playing. He did say <sighs> video game, right? Yeah, video game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It'd probably have to be combat. On the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, okay. sure.
1: Um, which which mode? Tanks. Ah.
0: Uh, usually we play tanks. Um, sometimes I like jets, but you know, most of the time my cousins, I my cousins had an Atari uh, before I did it. We, I'd go over to their house, and then I had an Atari after that, and uh, they had quite a few games. But um, I guess probably like anything else, being like a little kid, what's the easier game? For mm-hmm. you to play, all right, this one's not too bad, plus I can just shoot the tar out of you mm-hmm. um so I remember playing combat. I also remember playing some um some kaboom. I remember playing a lot of kaboom back in the day, that and jungle box. hunt I remember playing a lot of jungle hunt over at their house mm-hmm. i I didn't have the most of those games I mean, besides combat once I had my Atari, but um yeah, I'd probably have to say combat, so cool combat's at,
1: solid and kaboom is too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've actually played Jungle Hunt. Uh, it's not too bad. It's uh, you know, it's like there's these multiple stages with different like tasks to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you saw it, you probably would know what it is. So like the first one, you're just swinging from vine to vine, and then there's another. Oh, level. I played that. Yeah, and there's another <laughs> level where there's rocks and you have to jump over the rocks and uh, okay swim with the alligators. You know,
1: it's it. It sounds like you're describing Pitfall.
0: Kind of, it's kind of... um, Is it an Activision game? It's not. Uh, uh, I don't... It was an Atari. I think Atari put that out. Was there another
1: level where you're flying a plane and you have to fly it through a barn?
0: (laughs) No, it's not (laughs) barnstorming. (laughs) What a weird game. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'd be curious to hear from our listeners, too, about that one. Man, what was the first game you guys remember playing? Yeah. Uh, uh, That will probably be an an age test. Oh, absolutely.
1: And a branch off of that might even be, um, what's the first game you played on a particular system?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes as you
1: get, like, you know, because I never had Atari growing up, then it's like, oh, here's this thing, this older thing. This is Atari. This is what it was before. Oh, cool. And then, because I remember the first game I played for Atari, um, even though it wasn't the first game I played, so that might even be a cool branch off we could maybe do later on.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be really frightened because probably a lot of people are going to say, like, PlayStation games or N64 games or something. Well,
1: well, yeah, I mean, like, PlayStation 1, 2, and N64 are so big right now because the the, the people who are, like, you know, growing up and getting adult jobs and having uh, discretionary income, that's the stuff they grew up with. So they're they're just hot right now. That's fine. Um, And I was talking to a guy uh, who's doing some work for us at the, the office that I work at. And we were talking about video games. We got on the topic, and uh, uh, I mentioned Dreamcast. And he was like, Dreamcast, I think it was awful. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, what are you talking about? Dreamcast is great. And I was like, what didn't you like on Dreamcast? And he's like, oh, I never really played it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, I got to give you a list. And he's uh, he's like, oh, there was that one great game um, where you were just running around trying to get that glowy stone. I said, you mean Power Stone? He's like, yeah, that game was great. (laughs) So could you imagine... So put yourself in this guy's. It's the only game this dude ever played for the Dreamcast was Power Stone, and he said the system wasn't great.
0: He obviously didn't play enough Power Stone.
1: No, you needed to play more Power Stone, or maybe than he that.
0: didn't play multiplayer Power Stone.
1: Yeah, single player is a different uh, ball game.
0: Yeah, geez. Well, the land of ignorance that people yeah. people live in.
1: Oof. Yeah, he's a good kid. We just have to have him open his eyes.
0: <laughs> there you go, right. Oh, uh, up next we've got our buddy Wrestling Man. Rustly Rust- man
1: uh I, I got a good wrestling man story i don't know if it'll yeah, be no, after this question or later on but uh well go ahead yeah uh, okay so Rustly man as uh people who listen to the show know um he lives pretty close to me like we're like within like a half hour of each other um super 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 great awesome dude just real nice guy always you know i don't know if he's ever frowned in his life he's just yeah. always happy um super super talented um uh uh, Artist, craftsman, um, especially with all the the retro stuff that he does, um, and uh, uh, Techie, a good buddy of mine on RF Gen, who always is sending me additional crap. He's always throwing stuff aside for me. He'll, you know, make me a deal for on like four games and then he'll just throw like eight more games in that he's just had, you know, on, and a lot of people on Gen are like that. I did a blog article recently about that. So anyway, so Techie's really done so much, you know, just random good stuff for me and, and a, lo- a lot of other people have too. So I have to get on the ball with repaying him, but I wanted to repay Techie. So I reached out to uh, Russ and I was like, Russ, I need you to make something amazing. And I didn't know what I wanted him to make because I'm not creative and I didn't, you know know what would be cool yeah so i so i said here's techie um he's a great member in Gen. he loves the mighty ducks of anaheim we have this hockey connection that we can also talk about can, like what do you think so i gave russ a few like weeks to think about it and he's like i have an idea so he basically did like an acrylic painting of the anaheim ducks logo and then the mask part of if you ever seen the logo it's like a shield with two hockey sticks going through it like in an x with like a duck Uh, shaped, um, goalie mask in front of it. So he did like an acrylic painting of the logo and then the duck mask, he did like perler bead art. Um, so it's like a 3D type, and he, and he mounted the whole thing in a shadow box. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. So anyway, I was going to surprise Techie with it and uh, just ship it out to him and be like, hey, like, thanks for all the amazing, you know, cool things that you do for me and other members of the site. Here you go. And, um, Techie sends me a message. Two days ago, I think it was. And I hadn't read it because I was lazy. So I just read it today. And it said, hey, um, Russ, let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Um, It looks awesome. Thank you so much. Can't wait to get it. And then we started talking hockey. So he he sent me a link to Russ's YouTube page.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! Where <laughs> Russ like posted like a, a video of uh, you know what he was making for this uh, cool guy Bill that he knows for this oh, guy no. on RF Generation. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's not going to be a surprise, but it's still awesome, and uh, everyone's going to end up happy. And I got to see how Russ made it. So. But yeah, that's my wrestling man story. Um, so it all works out in the end. So uh, we'll we'll post some pictures of that, or maybe we'll even throw the wrestling man uh, video in the show notes.
0: <laughs> they, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to tell him next time it's name withheld by request or something, right? <laughs> he,
1: yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't, know, I didn't even know he was going to make the video. If he was, I would have said, like, hey, do me a favor. Like, I'll let you know once he gets it, and then you can post it. But oh. it's, I, it's, it's totally fine. I'm, it's, I'm not upset at all. I just uh, I thought it was funny.
0: That's funny. That's funny. Well, he sent us three questions. So, um, and one of these was what, inevitable. Was, was one of them, hey,
1: Bill, when are you going to send Techie that thing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, I put a video on YouTube.
0: You might <laughs> want to send that thing out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not set to private. Should I have done that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh uh the first one here, uh boy Krabby should have been here and maybe by the time we the next show when he's on, he'll I'll, he can I'll, share I'll be, his thoughts. I'll be
1: cra- I'll be Krabby for this question. Oh, okay, all
0: right. What's your thoughts on Nintendo going mobile? Oh, I really like it, eh? I really think <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I mean Nintendo can do no wrong, you know? I mean they shouldn't have to say they're sorry. <laughs> they should just be able to, you know, a guy uh I don't I don't really know a good Krabby or Canadian accent. Can you do your best accent. Terrence
0: and Philip? So. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> the what is it? Uh the guy who used to be a buddy is now your guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right? Um no yeah, I think I saw this question on on Facebook uh when we were soliciting responses. Um I'd actually be really curious to see what Krabby thinks of this. Yeah. I, I read the I didn't read the details of the story, but I did read like kind of like the headlines a few like weeks ago or whenever it was uh, like Nintendo finally, you know, embracing mobile as a platform where they can release, you know, like games and stuff. Um, I didn't really read it because it's not really something that interests me personally. Um, so if you were asking me how I feel about it, uh, I feel fine about it. I mean, most companies, you know, whether it's a big online pre- like mobile presence or a small one, they do a little bit of, you know, uh, uh you know, business in that space. Um, I don't think it cheapens the brand at all. I don't think it, you know, it, it, I I just, you know, it doesn't bug me one way or the other as a non-consumer in that space. I just think it's something that, you know, it's nice to see them kind of pulling their head out of the sand a little bit um, because they do seem like the company of the three big ones that is kind of the most rigid, um, you know, as far as like, you know, where they've been and where they're going and what they want to do. So yeah, it doesn't really bug me.
0: Yeah. They've uh, partnered with a Japanese company, DNA to um, put mobile games out and they've said they're not porting anything. So there'll be new mm-hmm. uh, products. Uh, they, I'm going to guess they'll probably use their IPs, but right. uh, come up with something that's definitely geared for the phone market, which yep. is fine.
1: Kirby would make sense.
0: Yeah, I could see some Kirby games, some WarioWare games. Yeah. I mean, there's there's
1: already Kirby games that you know have, that have touch in them that are uh, or you know like Wii control games. Um, that seems to be the Nintendo franchise that every time they make a game, they're like, "What else can we do with Kirby?" You know? Like, yeah. They never do the same thing with them. Um, but yeah, WarioWare. I didn't even think of that. Um, like the what was it? Smooth Moves was that the Wii game?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: That was, that was fun. I uh-huh. remember I I owned that like the day it came out. It was like oh it's like eight hundred mini games. Sure, bring it on.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that was a silly little fun game. So maybe that could work.
0: I thought like Picross would probably be a oh, perfect I fit. Oh, I love right? that
1: game. Yeah. Oh, uh, and and I I got a little bit of uh uh not like accused of being a Nintendo hater, but people are like wow you really don't like Nintendo for someone who collects old Nintendo stuff. And I said, yeah, I really love old Nintendo stuff. The new stuff doesn't excite me that much, but Picross, oh, man, I love Picross. I don't know if we ever talked about it before.
0: No, I don't think we have.
1: Oh, man, this game's amazing. If they put Picross on mobile, I'd I'd purchase it.
0: <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see a at Picross game. It seems like oh, yeah. a natural fit.
1: Um, for Let's just extremely quickly uh, uh, explain this game. Um, It is a um it it's a grid it's like mm. a graph like almost like a graph like a board and there are um uh, uh there's kind of like rows and columns like there would be in any graph and there are numbers next to each one of them and basically within this grid or graph there is a picture hidden and you have to uncover the picture by using kind of the, this like mathematic like not formula but like this procedure so basically let's say there's like 10 uh a row of 10 and on next to that row, it says you know five three, so you know that there are five like kind of like pixels or pieces of this picture in a row and three in a row. So then by using that uh, deduction, you can say okay, well, it at the most it has to start either on the leftmost thing here, or since there's a five and a three, it could start three over from the other side plus two. So you start kind of like slowly uncovering this picture using this uh, 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 deduction, a uh, mathematic deduction. And it doesn't sound like it would be that fun when you're like, oh, it just sounds like a weird math game. It is so <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> Ross is a
1: lot of fun. You really just can't stop. Like you start getting, like, okay, want to do, Like you feel like a scientist. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like, kinda like feel... a
0: weird twist of like a, a Sudoku-ish sort of thing. Right, right, but, but less more fun. fun
1: exactly less mathy and it's it really it's really more based on your your deduction skills than your math skills yeah um really super fun if you haven't played it um highly highly recommended i think there is a downloadable version on uh, the uh uh, what do you call it the nintendo eShop.
0: i think so there's um yeah even like a game boy version probably on like a virtual console and stuff yeah
1: excellent game
0: yeah very good stuff um, I could see something like that. Uh, you know, as far as how I, uh, you know, what is my what are my thoughts? Um, it was inevitable. Uh, they, mm-hmm. Japan is such a huge mobile market, even more so than the U.S. Um, I think the pressure probably just couldn't be avoided. You know, they're a publicly traded company. They have investors, and investors want money. Mm-hmm. So if they're only so long going to look at you and go, hey, how come you're not making some of this money? Eventually, you're going to have to go, okay. You know, there's, there's right. only so much. And, you know, maybe if the Wii U was a crazy screaming success as much as the 3DS was, maybe yeah. they could say, no, look, we've got it figured out. But Right. Or even the Wii. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think their investors have a point. It makes sense, mm-hmm. especially the Japanese market. Um, right. Uh, you know, I think uh, they've already made the same statement when they said that they're not going to abandon, you know, their traditional markets. So that's not right. going away. Uh, they're working on another piece of hardware right now called the NX, uh, whatever that thing is going to be, which, duh. I mean, of course, everybody's always working on the next piece of hardware.
1: Right. It's it's yeah, it's whenever whenever a story comes out, like, oh, they're working on the next thing. Like, well, of course they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's that's an ongoing piece of uh, uh, research. Yeah. Yeah, you can pretty much
0: guarantee that when they were wrapping up PS4 and Xbox One, they're at least already laying out pie-in-the-sky ideas for the next console.
1: Right. Man. And, yep, so it's probably all very high level, but they're definitely doing that stuff. And yeah. I, I almost I wonder if, because there's some other traditional uh, companies that have uh, experimented in the mobile space, and I wonder if Nintendo going there um, has anything to do with... Either the fact that other companies have started to go there or that um, seeing the financial results of other companies going there because um, uh, Square um, has been putting, you know, old Final Fantasy games on Android and iOS and... And charging
0: really, really <laughs> high
1: prices for them. Yeah, but you know, I can't imagine either...
0: they're selling them very well at that rate. No, though.
1: I, I don't think you're selling them. You know, like millions. Like you know, like you think, like you know, that you might sell like a you know a game if it was like ninety nine cents. But if you sell eight hundred thousand of them, you know, at fifteen to twenty dollars, I mean, that's still a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I wonder if it's a little bit of this. You know, other companies. Uh. uh you know, experimenting there that, that forced Nintendo out there. Um, I, I think there's a lot to say about uh, the shareholders looking at the company and saying, what are you guys doing? Yeah. yeah. To to, you know, take the uh, the company where we thought it was going to be, you know, now two years ago.
0: Yeah, and if you're churning out big profits, you know, shareholders are – they're not going to bother you. But you right. know, when you're not churning out giant profits, they're going to ask a lot of questions. So you have to mm-hmm. answer. Um, I think uh, maybe Iwata wasn't thrilled about the idea. But I just, it's probably to the point where he can't say no anymore. Right. So at least if he wants his job. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think probably the thing that people are afraid of is like um like Sega recently has basically said they're pretty much just doing mobile now. I think people are afraid that you know this might be the start of that sort of path but uh, I think like Nintendo yeah. and Sega are two totally different beasts. I mean Sega yeah. Sega I never feel, had money. <laughs>
1: yeah, I yeah, I feel like people need to kind of, you know, and, and I'm guilty of it too like you know like when you when something happens and you're like, "Oh, well, I just want to be careful cuz it's a slippery slope." And that's all I'm really saying, like, okay, I understand, like, I, we just got to be careful because, you know, you just don't want to keep, you know, sliding in a certain direction. But at the same time, I do think people need to calm down and say, like, oh, well, if, if they do this, then Nintendo's going to be, like, software only in seven years. It's, uh, calm down. It's, uh, yeah, it's Nintendo and Sega. I don't know if yeah, I could name two other companies in the same industry that are more different. yeah. Um, like Coke and Pepsi are more similar than Nintendo and Sega are. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really see a whole lot of parallels between those two companies ever.
0: Yeah, not, not in the last 20 years. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, uh, up next, uh, Russ asks, if you can make a video game movie, what game would you choose? And he, he says, it could be one that has already been made as well.
1: Um. From a business standpoint, I probably wouldn't go against that just because I don't know. I, I it's unless like a whole lot of time has passed, everyone's gonna look at the old one and be like, uh, they couldn't figure it out then, what are they gonna do now?
0: You don't wanna make the next um, Mortal Kombat?
1: No, <laughs> I, I don't even want to watch the next Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, I actually, I love the first Mortal Kombat movie I saw in the theater, and I wonder if I love it because I was in such a Mortal Kombat phase at the time. Yeah. If it's really not actually that good. Um, I'm pretty sure it's really good. Um, but I, but I actually, I never saw the second one. What was it called? Annihilation? Or I something? didn't
0: see that either. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was whatever the second Mortal Kombat was. Isret will tell us exactly what it was called. Yes. Because he has it on his shelf. And, um, I started watching it on Netflix. So I was like, Oh, I never see this. Let me try this. I got like seven minutes into this guy and I was like, I cannot <laughs> continue this. Um, but no, so back to Russ's question. And if I can make a video game movie from any video game, including a movie that's already been made, that was the question. Yes. Ah, uh, this is, uh, hmm.
0: That's tough. Not, That's a tough question. Yeah,
1: I mean, now not, it's a good question. It's a tough one. Now, now, not to extend the question, but I'm just telling you my thought process here. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I look for in a movie is not necessarily because, like, a lot of times when you think about some of the best games you played, like, like, uh, uh, like you know, like take like Final Fantasy VII, one of the sacred cows. Um, forever, people are like, "Oh, you could make such a great Final Fantasy VII movie. The story is so amazing." I've always argued that there's no way you could make a good Final Fantasy VII movie because the story is way too big and complicated for a two- or three-hour movie. Um, you would just leave so much out. Like a lot of the way that, like, you know, when a movie's made out of a book, a lot of stuff is left out. Um, that
0: and it wouldn't make any sense because Final Fantasy VII doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why there's not a Metal Weird Solid movie because it wouldn't make sense. But <laughs> oh, um, God. But somehow there Yeah.
0: But somehow there are Tekken
1: movies. Um, okay, so I'm gonna get to the answer. Um, yeah,
0: I've got mine. I'm ready.
1: What I want is a Skyrim movie.
0: Skyrim.
1: No, I'm not saying I want the exact story of Skyrim in a movie, but what I'm saying is, at any point in Skyrim, when I would just drop into it and just start doing stuff, it was a little story, and it doesn't have to be like you know, like the whole epic of of you know Skyrim. Just a little story. Um, little story, great environment, fantasy. That's, that's kind of like, you know, like one of my jams. Um, and I don't think anyone does uh fan, like, you know, besides like Lord of the Rings in the last, uh, you know, dozen years or so, I haven't really seen a whole lot of killer fantasy movies. So that's, uh, what I'd vote for.
0: You just want to see a guy running around saying Fusro Da all day. Yeah. Right?
1: With, uh, just arrows and knees all over the place. <laughs>
0: oh man i uh i'm gonna go a different direction than that <laughs> uh i would take one that's already laid out for me i would uh mass effect movie
1: yeah yeah I, mean, I could but my my other thought was space yeah because my one of my current favorite movies in the universe is interstellar
0: i haven't seen it yet
1: uh i know it's polarizing a lot of people you know either like it a lot it's or don't like it. mcconaughey right yeah it's matthew mcconaughey yeah. um i saw it in the theater and i loved it I watched it recently, it came out on uh, Blu-ray, you know, digital download, whatever, watched it again, loved it more. I'd like to see it. Oh, man, the space stories, and especially this one, and Christopher Nolan's ridiculous, so, so good. But yeah, Mass Effect movie, I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, it seems like a really a perfect fit. I mean, the plot's already written, and it's a a pretty good plot, I think.
1: Do you think think they'd use the plot from the first, uh, you know, the whole... Uh, Saren, and uh, maybe like a prequel with like how he turns and all that kind of stuff
0: i don't know i mean obviously you'd get the hollywood treatment so i'm sure they'd flex that around a little bit but i can see the whole reaper thing i mean that's a good story arc Uh, definitely and uh yeah you could probably do a pretty good job uh pulling enough small pieces to make you know you could do it one movie you could make a trilogy out of it i suppose if you had the funds Right. and the time to do it but uh yeah i think there's a lot of material there i think it'd make a really good movie i really liked the storyline
1: and, so. and just like star wars had the spin-off uh, with the uh, return to endor uh, oh, uh movies, no. you could do a spin-off just on the Elcor.
0: <laughs> here we go <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the big these big snuffleupagus uh, uh side stories that's
0: right oh man well
1: i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> sarcasm
1: yeah, I oh, think that's, that, that would be great. Oh, that's so good. The uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, pl- uh, hopefully, optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I for- I forgot that they announced their uh, and that rem- like not to get too far off topic, but one of my favorite books in the world, The Name of the Wind. It's a uh, Patrick uh, Rothfuss uh, uh, fantasy uh, book, uh-huh. um, kind of like Harry Potter but for grownups. Um, he uh, won- there's one race of uh, 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 people um, for lack of a more time to explain. They use gestures to indicate their mood because they have zero, like, uh, uh, you know, not, like, they have no facial expression. They have no, like, inflection in their voice.
0: They can't so, emote. They
1: have the, so they have these hand motions that signal their, signify their mood. And in the book, they put these just in italics. So, like, before they say something, it'll be like, uh, slightly interested. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me of the Alcor.
0: So do you get to imagine what that hand signal would look like?
1: Yeah. And like, cause he'll describe him a little bit. He's like, uh, it's like, uh, like cause for a while he thinks the guy has like a, like a nervous tick or something. And he's like, and his hand moved f- a funny way again. And then like, eventually the guy tries to teach him how to do this. And just because he's so weird and like, just, you know, all different reasons. Um, he's about to get in a bar fight. And uh, uh, he turns to the kid and he says, "And he it says, says watch my back.'" And you're like, "Okay, he wants me to like make sure no one sneaks up on him and you know gets him or anything." But then the guy just wipes the floor with all these guys. He didn't need anyone to watch his back. And then after the fight, he goes back to him and he says, "Were you watching my back?" And he's like, "Oh, you wanted me to actually just watch your back." He was showing him. <laughs> he was showing him posture. <laughs> while he's fighting. He's, Did you watch my back? That's how I want you to hold your
0: back. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a great book. Uh, good stuff. All right, last question from Russ. I've got an easy answer for this one. Go for it. Do you guys do the do? And if so, what's your favorite <laughs> flavor?
1: Um of course. We do the do. I don't Let do me- the do. You don't do the do? No. Why don't you do the do? That's terrible. What f- well, yeah, but you still got to do the do. No, I don't. It's just horrible. <laughs> I do the do. Would you like to hear my flavor?
0: Oh, sure. I didn't even realize there were flavors.
1: Oh, absolutely. So Uh-oh. so we are talking about Mountain Dew, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, when you do the do, um, it depends where I'm at. Because if I do the do at Panera Bread.
0: Mm, they have I'm it do-
1: there? Oh, yeah. I'm doing just like the legit do uh, like a, the Ridge. Yeah. Um, if I'm at Taco Bell, then you got to upgrade to Baja blast, mm,
0: well. Um.
1: which which I believe is only available at the bell.
0: Oh,
1: um, I think that's it. Like a lot of people, um, but they I have know like, a lot of,
0: so just blue is blue Baja. Is that the stuff I've seen at Taco Bell is it blue? Yes. Yeah. Baja blast. Mm. I don't know how you describe
1: but it. It's, it's just a, you know, Blue. It's like a yeah, it's a blue, it's a blue soda. <laughs> it's a blue Mountain Dew, <laughs> yeah. blue blueish green, like the color of Neptune no. in Mass Effect, um, in the Souls system. But no, the <laughs> uh, uh, I know I do know people who like will hunt down Code Red, um, and I don't know why. I don't think this stuff tastes very good, but like it's like oh, it's Code Red. We got to find it. It's it's like they it's, it's like, like Red Iridium. Pop or something. Yeah, it's a red um, Mountain Dew, and I think it was originally made for Halo.
0: It was like a promotional uh, tie-in,
1: um, but you can still find cases of it. Like it's still produced like on a on a small uh, scale, um, and people go crazy for it. But yeah, I do the regular do at um, Panera Bread and Baja Blast at Taco Bell. Other than that, I'm not doing.
0: I don't drink Mountain Dew. Sorry. <laughs> do you drink
1: Do you drink soda?
0: Yeah, Coke. Okay. Usually Coke Pepsi, but uh, no, I really don't like to taste much of Mountain Dew.
1: Yeah. I I yeah, I pre- if between Coke and Pepsi, I definitely prefer Coke. Yeah. There's a fun, there's a funny uh uh so there was like a meme going around for Pepsi for a while for like the new slogan, uh Pepsi is Pepsi okay
0: because <laughs> right? that's Cause what you, they ask you every time yeah, you, you say i rest- like a coke
1: yeah you go to a restaurant uh, let me get a coke they say is pepsi okay <laughs> no it's not but it's all you have and you
0: say dang it bring me water yep <laughs> that's a good question russ uh, i don't know boy i didn't you know when i was like a teenager that's you know we would do um like mountain dew and jolt cola do you remember jolt cola
1: i remember that it existed i've never had it it's
0: terrible their slogan you know I... was all the sugar and twice the caffeine.
1: Oh, man. You know, you know, what I've, uh, I remember it from is, uh, Wayne's World when Garth, like, thinks he's hallucinating and he says, I think I had too much jolt cola. <laughs> right. We... I've never had it. And the other one that used to be big when I was like in like the, I don't know, like mid 90s, uh, B A W L S balls.
0: I don't know that one.
1: Uh, that, that was a bit, that was, it was big. I don't know why, but it was big in the PC community. You actually could buy cases of it on the websites that you would buy computer parts.
0: Okay, that's the place I want to get my drinks.
1: I know they would sh- like. Okay, here's your heatsink, your processor, your memory, and your caffeinated beverage. Here's
0: your balls. balls. Yeah, here's your balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just had some balls shipped to me.
1: <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember Crystal Pepsi? Absolutely, I had it one time. It was
0: terrible.
1: I don't remember what it tasted like, but I remember I had it one time. It was so terrible. It be good.
0: No, it was really terrible. I remember Crystal Pepsi. That reminds me. I don't remember where I saw it. I, oh man, on, I was watching YouTube, and somebody found like um, it was like a can of some old pop that they didn't make anymore. It's probably like twenty mm-hmm. years old or something, and then decides to drink it.
1: Mm.
0: You could probably guess it was not a very pleasant experience from there.
1: Yeah, um, one thing that I, uh, I will share with you as a, uh, as a beer drinker mm. and, uh, and, a, and a lover of beer, um, I have learned that, uh, no matter how old, no matter, you know, what the temperature conditions were, um, beer's not spoiling. Um, when they talk about beer that is skunked, um, that's, that's a different phenomenon that you, and that happens from light. So as long as it hasn't been exposed to uh, massive amounts of light and even skunked beer will not make you sick. Um, It just tastes very bad and it smells very bad. But I I, know there's a lot of people who worry about like, oh, that beer is no good. Throw it out. If it smells okay, you can definitely drink it.
0: Well, I imagine the alcohol would kill off anything that would decide to try to live in there, right?
1: Yeah. Also, it's just cool. (laughs) Just finding a beer in a closet and just cracking it open. Ah, beer.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Moving across the ocean, our German friend, Eric Lindner, he asks us, can you get insurance on your collectibles in the States and Canada? Absolutely. Yeah, you can. Uh, He's got more parts to it here. But uh, he kind of wants to know, is it in with your normal household insurance? And then he's asking about, like, if we have particular insurance, and what about things for, like, big value items?
1: Good question, and that's not something we've ever addressed, I don't think, on the show. I don't think so. Um, if it, de- I would say it depends on several things. Depends on the size of your collection. It depends on your insurance company, mm. and it depends on the type of coverage that you want. Which I think again would then link back to the insurance company that you use. Mm. So, so just like uh, when you get an ins- when you get homeowners insurance or renters insurance. They like for you to do, like, a, a rough inventory of the things that are in your house, and then you can get, like, a basic dollar value for it. Uh, and, you know, I know this is, you know, basic day one insurance stuff, but then you have a deductible. Um, or Sorry, you have a premium that you pay, then you have a deductible in the case anything happens, and then you have your coverage, like, you know, the amount of stuff that you're covered for. Um, I remember seeing a YouTube video for, um, what's the guy's name, a uh, guy who runs uh, trading games
0: uh yeah gosh
1: is it jason yeah i can't remember his last name but he he did a youtube video of, his, of this big huge basement um that he had like you know complete collections for like you know nine or ten different systems and it was like three games away from a few others but he talked about insurance and he said you know like it's in insuring this you know room um it's like it's like something like like you know five to seven grand a year yeah. um for the amount of, because like you you figure the value of all that stuff, how hard it would be to replace it and how much it would cost to replace it if you needed to, even though the risk is very low, that's a very expensive policy for yeah. the amount of stuff that he has. So he said, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm not sure if I'm even, you know, really that interested in keeping it all because it's costing me 20 grand every five <laughs> years to own it. Yeah. Um. So it's like tax on your car almost, you know, like you just don't get anything back on it. Uh. So yes, absolutely. Uh, my collection is not large enough, I don't think, to merit um additional coverage beyond what my homeowners has. But absolutely, in, in this country, if your homeowners insurance has like a limit, you can absolutely take out a supplementary policy from the same insurance company or just go get quotes from three or four other insurance companies. Say, hey, I have X collection. It's the only thing I want you to insure send a guy out. So basically they would send a person out depending on the value of it, just to appraise it, to see what kind of living conditions you're in, how likely your area is to have floods, you know, like all, all the, all the standard risk factors. Um, but absolutely. Um, the only coverage I have, uh, is, uh, my standard homeowners and I gave him a rough dollar value of uh, the stuff that I have inside. So that's me.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that pretty well sums it up. Um, there are companies that do sell specific like um, collectibles insurance policies. Uh, the ones I've looked into, usually the way they do it is you're just you pay so much for a certain dollar amount worth of coverage that you want. So it's up to you to really decide what your collection is worth, and then you pay up for X amount of you know insurance, uh, and it's not cheap. But, you know, you're deciding this is what, you know, it's I want to insure this for Um, homeowners. eh, Boy, those things can be really tricky. You know, you can probably get some sort of replacement value, but um, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever the insurance company decides your stuff is worth. Um, So they may look at this and go, oh, you have (laughs) a thousand Nintendo games. Well, Mario Duck Hunt's three dollars. So here's three thousand (laughs) dollars.
1: That sounds like the same people who were uh, doing the tax on uh, Krabby's uh, shipping. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, so you don't you don't know um, unless you can nail them down. But good luck with an insurance company. Uh, and then the other thing you have to keep in mind, at least here in the U.S., is that um, flood insurance is not a part of a standard homeowner's insurance. You actually have to get that separately from the government. Is the only people that that offer that. So, uh, and that's probably not going to cover collectibles at all. So, if, if flooding is an issue, you, you better think about that. Uh, I know a lot of people do finished basements, very susceptible to flooding. Um, it's a concern. I guess it depends on where you live, right? Mm. It depends on where you live. I think it's something to consider. I don't have any special policy um, right now. I have to kind of look at it, kind of like what you're talking about with that guy, and go, you know, well, at a certain point, I could replace things. (laughs) I mean, if it's paying into the insurance, I could just replace it myself. Um, I don't know. I I guess if I was sitting on, you know, Nintendo World Championship and some crazy stuff, I would probably consider it more. But where I'm at right now, um, I don't. I think you know, I'll take I'll take my risks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd be curious to know what it's like in Germany. Deutschland how well, things work over there maybe you can tell us All right up next Scott breathes which is uh Beauchamp. he asks us uh, which game has been the most frustratingly unbeatable unbeatable blah, for each of you he gives some examples maybe like Battletoads Silver Surfer etc whatever frustratingly Battletoads
1: versus Silver Surfer
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and I'm not uh, not familiar with that one either
1: Most frustratingly unbeatable mm-hmm. uh one of the first one that pops into my mind is uh code veronica
0: you didn't beat code veronica
1: i i did beat it so I, I don't know if i can say unbeatable i was extremely frustrated with the towards the end of that game yeah um i just remember like i don't normally play bosses like 30 40 times like i you know I remember having a really hard time at the end of that game. Hmm. Maybe it's just because I'm not good at it. Um, <laughs> what else? I don't remember
0: having that much trouble with that one, but it's been a long time. It's been a yeah, long
1: maybe time. Well, uh, it was definitely a Resident I played, I played 1, 2, 3, and Code Veronica. I thought it was Code Veronica. Um, maybe I'm misremembering.
0: That was the Dreamcast one.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, the one with the... Uh, it was the, full, the cool, first kind
0: of 3D one.
1: One of the coolest 3D intros, uh, or sorry, CG intros um, that I think ever, where she drops the gun and then drops and then grabs it and hits the barrel. Oh, so cool. <laughs> um, frustratingly unbeatable. I mean, he mentions Battletoads. I beat that with my brother when I was a kid. How
0: did you ever do that?
1: Um, pff, months <laughs> <I> was, of... <laughs>
0: you had to. That was, oh, it was a nightmare yeah. game.
1: I mean, you were you were just, like, every, you know, okay, we've beaten that level. Next month, we're going to handle the next level. Like, oh, you really man. just got, you just had to get super good at everything. Um, and I absolutely could never have done it um, by myself. Um, Battletoads is definitely a tough one. Frustratingly unbeatable. Uh, I could never beat Back to the Future.
0: Oh, why would you want to?
1: Um, I, like we had, like, I don't know if I mentioned this before, we, we didn't have a ton of money growing up Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when we got good grades, my parents would let us choose a game. So we had that game for like six or eight months and if we couldn't borrow something from friends. So like we had the games that we had and we, you know, that's, that's all we had. So back to the future was the game that we had and that's what we played for a long, long time. So got really good at that, uh, you know, uh, first level. Until you get to like the 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 soda fountain or like oh the,
0: yeah with the yeah you have to throw can, the things. I
1: think we that level like twice, and then we couldn't get past the next oh, level. Oh man, um, I, I I hear the music in my head right now. <laughs> and nothing to do with the movie at all.
0: So no, somebody said that if you slow that tune down. It's The Power of Love.
1: Um... (laughs) I don't really know. Yeah, I'll try it, but uh, yeah, if they're pulling some Inception stuff on me, um, I don't know if I buy that. I haven't
0: tried it, but somebody told me, they said, that's The Power of Love if you slow it down.
1: Uh, I think that's a troll, but... (laughs) uh... I'll I'll give it a try.
0: (laughs) Uh, If so, let me know. I'd be curious. Uh, For me, gosh, I don't know. There's probably like a million of these things over the years. Uh, One that sticks out in my head was Stupid Wizards and Warriors on the NES. God, we used to play that thing all the stinking time. I could never get past the castle. There's like this part towards the end where you have to scale the castle and you have to make these precise little jumps on these stupid little bricks. Forget it. I just oh, I, because you had like this levitation power, and you would have to like levitate and jump, and just barely make some of these jumps. This oh man, drove me nuts. We tried and tried, never could beat that stupid game.
1: All right, so I'm I'm um, I was listening to that, and at the same time, I did just YouTube Back to the Future NES slow. Yeah. And there definitely is a side by side with that song Slow down and "Power of Love." Is so it's a real thing. It appears that it is a real thing. Well, there you go.
0: I'll have to um, I'll have to Google we'll that. Put
1: later. that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, interesting. All right. Good. All right. Uh, one last question in this segment, it's like I told you, we had a lot of them this time around. Uh, our own Highwind from RFG wants to know, what do you guys think about the Hitman series? And then he says, blood money and contracts are highly recommended with an exclamation point on the end.
1: So when he says blood money, I've heard of blood money. Is Hitman contracts a game? I'm assuming so. I'm assuming so too. I'm not familiar. Maybe it's the new one that's... that's uh...
0: Well, let me answer my mine on this really quickly. I've never played a Hitman game. I don't know. Well, that's not what he asked. Well, what do you think it, about the series? Yeah, what do you think about the series? It's a ball guy that kills people. Yeah, but what, it's,
1: well, the the series includes the movies, right? I
0: didn't see the movie either.
1: Oh, you got to see that movie. Not really. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a I'm a big Timothy Oliphant fan. Really? And that and that Timothy Oliphant Hitman movie was good.
0: Okay, if you say so.
1: Um I I do. And you got to do the do. I don't. Um, No, so the Hitman series, this is one of those series that, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it's been around forever, and they keep making them, so somebody's playing these games. Somebody's buying them. I don't know who it is. (laughs) It's not you? it's, It's not me. I've never played a Hitman game, but I will tell you, I've heard the same thing from several people, that Blood Money is awesome. And I purchased it on a Steam sale. And it is sitting there for me whenever I find the time to uh, give it a go. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we have a, a representative of the uh, Hitman franchise uh, on RFG. Well, there you go. And I believe that there is nudity in the movie, so double trouble. What? <laughs> Chris loves this series now. <laughs>
0: I'll just, I'll just watch the good parts on the internet. There you go. <laughs> Well, thanks everybody for the questions. Uh, be curious to hear what your guys' answers are to some of those. Uh, so, you know, be, hop on Facebook, hop on Twitter, and, and let us know, and uh, and keep those questions coming. Right, so for this episode, we wanted to round things out with a topic that was given to us in a suggestion thread over at RFGeneration.com. And if you have suggestions for a show topic that you like, you can send them to us in social media or uh, over on RFGeneration.com. We've got a thread for show suggestions there. But uh, the suggestion was to talk about uh, games that we kind of just gave up on <laughs> at some point in time
1: well well specifically it was games we stopped playing yes and because I, cause I have games that i've stopped playing for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. some that i wish to go back to some that i have no desire to go back to so i thought it'd be a good little variety uh list to uh, talk about
0: yeah so we've each pulled up about five games or so that are kind of on our list and i guess we can talk about why they fell off our pile but uh do you want to go first bill yeah sure what you got um I'll
1: start off with one that I've talked about uh, before, okay. just get it out of the way, Destiny.
0: Oh, yeah, because you were not thrilled, but you were super pumped about Destiny.
1: Super pumped about Destiny. I, I didn't care about it at all. Like, the whole, t- it was it was announced, they talked about it, I was like, uh eh, I don't know, it just sounds like a shooter. Yeah, you're
0: like, Chris, are you getting, are you getting this game? Yeah.
1: Oh, man, <laughs> I tried to convince everyone to buy it before it came out. Well cuz what happened was like the open beta came out and then I I downloaded it and I played it for like an hour and I was like uh I mean it feels alright but like I guess we'll see. And then just for some reason like I turned it back on again the second day of the beta I was like I'll play it for a little bit longer. And I played it for like 2 or 3 more hours and I was like sold. I got this thing. I was like this is great. It it just it just it felt like Borderlands and Halo to me. Um it felt like the like the pro- like the progression of Borderlands like the leveling up the picking of the perks, but, like, it had this very serious sci-fi space theme to it as opposed to, like, a very, you know, humor-filled, uh, you know, uh, landscape that's filled that Borderlands is made of. Um, so I was totally sold, and uh, I did not – I pre-ordered the game digitally at the time because I had a ton of Bing dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, through the Microsoft, uh, uh, you know, the Bing, uh, 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 reward program. So I pre-ordered digitally the standard version, not the deluxe or the season pass or anything. And it came out and I played it. And the first day I played it, I was still on board with it. This is cool. This is great. This is going to be good. And then the more I played, the more I started realizing I really actually didn't like it at all. Oh. Um, like I liked were like, cause everything I played I enjoyed it, and I was like, oh, I was excited because of where it was going, because of, you know, okay, so there's going to be leveling up, and there's going to be missions, and there's going to be story, and I started playing through, like, like three, four, five, ten, twelve, like, missions, and I was like, there is no story, <laughs> there is there is no progression, I'm shooting the same enemy just a whole bunch of times over and over again. There are no different weapons. Like, all the weapons are the same. They just do more damage when you find one that does more damage. Uh, um, you just, like, 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 loot. It's not like in Borderlands where it's like, oh, this gun could be awesome, but it's only this. And, oh, it's this type of gun. And I know that brand. It was just, the new sniper rifle is just a stronger sniper rifle. And, uh, like, oh, you don't like that? You can just, you can just disintegrate it and it becomes space dust. And you can spend space dust on buying things from this guy. Oh, but he has different stuff every 3 days and it's random. And you get to go on raids and I was like, "Oh, it's a freaking MMO <laughs> <laughs> that no one told me it's just a great big MMO." Whoops. So, um, I know the game is very, very popular with people who like exactly what the game is. Yeah. Um, I just had a very uh false impression of what it was. It was probably my fault. I got overexcited about it. Um, I tried going back to it a couple times. Um, but the more I talk to people who are like really into it and are at the end game and like go on raids every couple of days and buy stuff in it all the time, it is absolutely the opposite of the experience that I want to have when I sit down and play a game. So, uh, I will not be going back to it. No desire. Happy for everyone who likes it. It's a hundred percent not what I want.
0: It seems to be. I mean, I've got one friend that plays it, um, pretty regularly. He's got a group or a clan or whatever you call those. Uh, And so they do raids, like, every whatever night, and all get together at a certain scheduled time, and it sounds like a job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and there are games, because I've been in clans before, like, Counter-Strike years ago, and it didn't feel, it was a clan, but it didn't feel like a job. It just felt, hey, we're meeting up on Friday night, we're going to have some beers at all our respective houses, and uh, we're just going to, you know, play counter-terrorist versus terrorist for a couple hours. And it was fun. You played on the same team, and you just played a bit, it was like, oh, okay, just playing this game is fun. Now let's go on and do something else, Um, like Borderlands. Like just playing Borderlands is fun. Um, The just playing Destiny isn't fun. You're playing it to obtain more stuff so that you can be a stronger Destiny player. Uh But but the but the playing of the game is never fun to me. Um, So yeah, I mean, same thing. My uh, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, is in a regular group, plays it all, and, and I, I was teasing him the other day. I said, you buy, the, the guy who you have to buy stuff from it, like the, the central, like, you know, system that you always go back to to get more missions and stuff, his name is Zer. And, uh, so I, I texted him, like, hey, you buy anything from Zer this weekend? <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, totally. We did a couple good raids and we just like, oh no, 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 no. I was just joking. <laughs> No, I was joking. Did you actually buy stuff? Here, I'll, I'll pull up the text right now. Um, I said, "Any good sales at Zer this weekend?" He said, "Yeah." He had a MIDI multi tool and a good warlock helm. Oh, he was totally dra- yeah. Yeah, I drained my whole account just did two raids on normal, got some good gear. It's like no, <laughs> I was
0: I really wanted to come back and go. No, that's stupid.
1: No, that's no. You're wrong. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so um. Uh, And I know people on the Gen and places we hang out, like, you know, some people are really into it. I was super hot on it. Um, I will not be going back to it. It's absolutely not what I want in a
0: game. Yeah, I don't. um, Yeah, I don't. uh, I I had some friends that really, besides you, that also tried to really talk me into it. And I was just flat out. No, that's one thing I'm really happy for these days. I love Twitch because I can watch so many games and go, nope, (laughs) it's not for me at all. Are, I actually was
1: I was describing Twitch to someone the other day who had never heard of it before, oh, yeah. Um, and I kind of described the different ways that I use it. And I said one of the ways is uh, if you're just you know a lot of times I'm just browsing the marketplace to see like what games are out there, and instead of having to go to YouTube and like try to sift through some videos, I can just like you know right on the page for the game right there just start watching someone who's playing it right yeah. now and say oh that's what playing this game is like.
0: Yeah, and. You can kind of watch however much of it that you want, and that's yeah. what I did when they did that. Uh, whenever that beta was out for Destiny, I'm like, oh, I could download it, but uh, or I can just watch somebody else play it. I watched a few minutes of it. I'm like, this is totally not for me, but thanks. Right. Um, so, yeah, I love Twitch for that. Yeah, uh, Sorry you got suckered into Destiny, but at least you didn't have to pay any real bucks for it. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's how I kind of, not justify, but it's how I make myself uh, feel better about it, is that it wasn't, like, money that came out of my paycheck that, you know, went to that. It was, like, you know, it was space dollars, but uh, I will be more careful in the future, <laughs> and it's why I rarely, even if I love the game, I rarely get the season pass uh before I know not only what that season pass has, but how good the content in that season pass is i so have been burned on season passes where you buy them before you know what the content is, and it's like, oh, it's eight multiplayer weapon packs and maps. Yeah. Like, oh, all I cared about was single-player campaign content. How much of that is there? Oh, there isn't any.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, my first one um, is Hyperdimension Neptunia on the PlayStation 3. Uh, I was just thinking about that game the other day. Were Yeah. Yeah. I brought that into your head.
1: You know, I honestly don't know. I was uh I was like um looking at my I was uh, looking at my collection. I was like, kind of organizing some stuff. And for some reason Hyperdimension I don't I don't own the game, but Hyperdimension <laughs> Neptunia popped into my head and I was like, I wonder if I should play that. <laughs> uh,
0: mm, I wish I could recommend it more. So so tell me your thoughts. Uh, well, I mean, it's I picked it up because it was told it has some traditional kind of RPG trappings to it. Um, okay. Who told you these things? Uh, I, I read a little blog post on RFG about it. Okay. Um, and that's probably why it
1: was in my head. It, I, that's where I saw it. Maybe.
0: It has been a while back. but uh, And a lot of people have picked it up and posted in small scores or whatnot. So I, I went and picked it up. And I, the first one was kind of hard to find at the time because it didn't uh, – I guess they didn't make a lot of copies of it initially. And so I had to really work to track down a copy. And then since then, it must have done pretty well because they've sold like a million different games now. There's a bunch of them in the series. Uh, You know, part of it, you kind of like get the creepy old man syndrome because it's got that moe anime style where it's like, oh, these really young girls that are probably a little too sexy and uh i feel kind of there's there's a there's a word for that style moe yes there is like moe moe it's kind of a like girls that are too young and they're kind of way too sexy and kind of uh anime kind of thing
1: wouldn't you think there'd be uh like a regulation
0: uh we live in the land of the free bill where people can buy what they want (laughs) um but uh you know stuff's popular in japan certain things are popular and uh, I think this might be the kind of thing that's popular.
1: So, so just for my clarity, would uh, uh, Akiba's trip be that style? I
0: I haven't played that game, but I'm guessing similar. Okay, uh, that seems to be kind of a you know thing where very scantily clad. That's fine. Right. I'm not tra- you know if you want to. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing. If it's something you want to do, that's it's fine. Right. Um, uh, but it's kind of like okay. Well, I can't really. I, c- I couldn't play this game in front of anybody in my house. Uh, right. Not that it was like, showed anything totally inappropriate. It's just, people would look at me and go like, what the heck is wrong with you?
1: Yeah, you, know I mean? you went to a store and paid money for this. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> and the, uh, honestly, though, I wouldn't have cared, though, if the battle mechanics, which is a big thing for me, and RPGs had been good. Uh, mm-hmm. But I got into it, and I really just didn't like it at all. It just, um, mm. it was kind of a turn-based sort of thing, which I usually really dig, but it just... It was kind of flat and not terribly interesting and just really kind of not what I wanted. So uh, I played through a lot. The, the kind of fun thing about that game that I really kind of got me to want to try to play it, besides being like an RPG with, you know, turn-based kind of stuff, was like these – the characters, the girls that are in the game are to represent like different systems like like Sega, you know, and Sony and oh, Nintendo. Really? yeah so they're kind of like embodiments of what these companies and they this world they're in is like this uh game industry world and there's a lot <laughs> of game puns that are in there you know so like they're this one that's you know, they're trying to uh pack a packing truck and it's like tetris block sort of thing and you know, so there's a lot of those kind of in jokes about video games and the video game industry which uh, appeals to me but uh the the mechanics of it just kind of didn't do anything for me i just couldn't stick with it um probably put i'm guessing like four or five hours into it and i was like "Eh, not for me uh i unfortunately i also already bought the second one which i've never played yet because the first one didn't do anything for me and they've made a million of them since then Uh, not well not literally but uh i think it was just like uh i think i've got what i wanted i'm good so is this
1: I think I I heard that they were annou- they announced like a remake for the Vita?
0: Probably. There's a bunch of them now. Uh, yeah. There's like quite a few sequels uh handheld sequels and it must sell pretty well. Yeah. Um
1: so so let me ask you you mentioned before that you'd kind of heard like uh you know you, you enjoy RPG uh turn-based RPG uh uh type things. Yeah. What what were you kind of hoping uh, is there something in the genre with this, you know, similar art style that you thought it would be more like?
0: No, I just heard turn based turn based Japanese RPG and game industry humor, and I thought this is going to be great, right? Right, right. right. But uh, the mechanics just weren't enough to keep me with it, and I'm like, no I problem. I looked at, it, I'm like, I probably can't do sixty hours of this, <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm good. I sit on my shelf. Yeah. Maybe one day. Something will happen to change my mind, but mm, Probably not.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. What you got next?
1: Um, I guess I'll just go right down the list in no particular order. Um Krabby would be upset with me uh with this Uh-oh. one. Um I am a very big uh Hironabu Sakaguchi fan. Um, and when I say that, I'm talking specifically about Final Fantasy X, but also, um, he's done some other, uh, fine, uh, uh, RPGs. Um, so I was very excited to, uh, once uh, the last story was confirmed to come out, uh, in this country. So I wouldn't have to import it or be weird or anything like that. Um, so I purchased it for a very fair price. I think it came out here for like, like 30 bucks, whatever it was. Um, art you know the the artwork looked good i mean i I try to i've said this before i try to silo myself i try not to know a whole lot about games before they come out Mm -hmm. like to be surprised like to you know just have the story hit me like you know out of nowhere um that's what i did with the lost odyssey and it's or lost odyssey rather and it's one of my absolute favorite game experiences partially because it is so good but also because i really think i was just super fresh going in so that's kind of how i am so i trusted sakaguchi and Krabby keeps, to, and I've told Krabby my, my, uh, my troubles with this game. Um, the things about it that I don't like, the things about it that, uh, you know, just don't appeal to me. Um, and he keeps telling me, like, uh, oh no, like, it, it's, it's really good. You gotta get out of that town. You gotta get forward. You gotta, you know, keep moving. And, and, and to be fair, a lot of RPGs are like that. You're like, you gotta get out of, like, you know, um, Tutorialville, USA. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's <laughs> Couldn't do it, you, huh? You know when you spend, you know, like a good amount of time, like 7 to, seven to, seven to 9, 7 to 10 hours on a game, and then you stop playing it forever. Mm. And then it's been, like, over a year. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I can't just go back to where I was. Yeah. I'm going to have to start this game over again. Right. Do I really want to put, like, 20 hours into this game before I really know if I want to keep playing it? So... Um, unfortunately, it's sitting on my shelf. I stopped playing it. I really don't know if I'll go back to it. Um, I can't put my finger on one particular thing about it that I didn't like. I just remember um, it's a Wii game, obviously. So I have my little Pro controller um, that you plug into the bottom of the Wii mote, and I just I remember playing it and feeling that it didn't feel responsive at all. Like I would hit the analog stick and then it would be like a short delay till when my input actually went in. I thought my batteries were dying. I put fresh batteries in, same thing happens. Yeah. Um he doesn't I I told him that and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really don't get that on my uh, controller at all." Hmm. Um I don't know if my controller's bad, but that was the first thing that bugged me. The second thing is uh, the town that I'm in and which he says that I have to get out of this like kind of like introductory town. I mean it's the Wii so you got to remember it's standard definition there's not a whole lot of like you know uh you know great graphics power going on in there but like every building's the same color uh, yeah. and every alleyway is the same and like the map's not very good and like you have to go all over this city to like get mini quests and get them you know be talking with people and do stuff and you go into a dialogue box you come out of a dialogue box you're like where the hell am I <laughs> like it's 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 there's nothing that signifies anything and uh i don't like it it's when i say it out loud it sounds very nitpicky but i just remember sitting down and playing it like you know sitting down in my favorite chair getting some snacks playing this game and being like what am i doing like like the combat wasn't like there's only a little bit of combat in the beginning of it when it's kind of teaching how to play but that wasn't fun uh you know like the the story it wasn't really getting to me um I died a whole lot, and I was like, why did I die? There's no reason I should have died right there. Uh... I had, like, full health. Um, So, yeah, just, like, nothing about it really rubbed me the right way. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to poo on it, because, like, I know a lot of people do like the game. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it just didn't click with me, which was a real shame, because I was looking forward to it for a long time. Um, But, uh, yeah, just not for me, I guess.
0: Ah, I hear you. My copy's still sealed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are, are, were you planning on playing no. it or were you, did you want to play it? Because I have many of my copy?
0: Initially, I kind of did, but um, I, again, Twitch is a double edged sword. And uh, since I've got, since I've done it, I, you just go watch people play. And I'm kind of like, eh, I don't see much that wants me to open that. Right. Which is sad because uh, I kind of bought it. These days I'm I can be more savvy. That was before I would start watching things beforehand. But uh right. these days, if I don't know the game too well, I don't mind watching a stream or something for a little bit. Kind of get my, my head around it. Right. But it's okay. One of these days that'll be worth something, right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'll get a VGA graded. It'll be worth a ton. Yeah. <laughs> Send my kids to college. Uh well it's state state college. Yeah. Didn't um <laughs> didn't he organize a playthrough of that
1: he did that's actually when i was playing it because i i I had purchased it and um i can't remember if i purchased it around the time of the playthrough or if the playthrough was coming up and i was like oh this is perfect and um that was when i was playing and like so in that thread and i was like yeah i like i don't want to be a downer or anything but like i'm noticing some things i don't like about it and the control isn't great and this and this and, um, I remember speaking with Krabby about it, and he was like, Yeah, I really don't get any of that. I wonder, you know, what, uh, you know, I guess we just feel that, like his control wasn't a problem, and he just didn't feel, you know, kind of the negative things that I felt about the game. And, and I know it's, and I know it's a really weird thing to complain about with JRPGs when they feel too grindy. Um,
0: that, that is the game.
1: <laughs> it, 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 it is, but like, I do feel like we've come a ways since the grindy times. Like, I know there's people who say, Okay, if I want to become as powerful as I want to be, why can't I just grind for a while and become that? And so you should be able to do that. But I don't like games that require you to grind for hours. Yeah, I can see that. To get by, oh, I can't beat that mini boss. Why? Because you need to like four level ups. Okay, well I got to go fight bunnies for six hours <laughs> so I can get four level ups. That's old like, school, man. Yeah, it's it seems it seems a little antiquated. And I know that's part of the charm of old school JRPGs. Yeah. But, like, in 2015, you know, there's 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 so many things you can spend your, uh, you know, your time on. And I just don't, like, I'm, I feel like grinding was a way to artificially increase the length of a game. But, like, who cares? Like, make the time you're playing it better.
0: Yeah, I think um, Bravely Default kind of, I think, struck the right balance for me is the grindy stuff is still in there but there's a way you can speed the battle system way up. So if you don't want it to take a lot of time, it doesn't have to.
1: Um yeah, the that's been on my list for for quite a while. And now that I have finally acquired a uh, respectable large screen uh, 3DS, that's uh, going to be closer on my list. I think maybe this year I'll play yeah,
0: it. Yeah, that new 3DS is purdy.
1: Oh man. And you know, I'm playing a Zelda game on it, but it's not the Zelda game that it's themed after.
0: They're <laughs> playing the original Ocarina. I'm pl- I'm playing Link's Awakening. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> 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 that's a that's going to be pretty pixelated, I'm sure on that big screen. You
1: know what? It's actually not that bad because it's uh it's the the DX version. Oh, okay. All um right. and it's it's really it's it's I mean, it's really it doesn't like cuz when you put when you pull up like, you know, Metroid 2 Return of Samus, yeah. that doesn't look very All good right. on that screen. Um but uh Link's Awakening doesn't look bad. Um I'll have some thoughts on that once I played more. I'm 3 dungeons in and uh it's I've never played it before. It's
0: good. It's been so long since I played that game. I barely remember anything about it. Yeah. Um up next on mine, uh, I've got uh, a one that's probably going to be surprising, but the reason why I didn't finish it's going to be a little different. Uh, I I gave up on Morrowind. Oh, interesting. I never finished Morrowind, and it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to finish Morrowind. (laughs)
1: Someone stole your memory card? No,
0: the Xbox version was incredibly buggy. Okay. Incredibly buggy. And I uh, twice tried to play through it, and I would get, like, 40 hours into that game, and then something Mm. would happen, where it wouldn't, like, literally, like, kill my save, but the game would be screwed up, and even when I would restart, the screw up would still be there, like locked into my save.
1: Mm. So there
0: was nothing I could do. Like, I just, there wasn't anything I could do about it. And I thought, first time, I was, really ticked me off, and I'm like, okay, fine, fine. I'll start over. And mm. dang it, if it didn't happen again. And then <laughs> I was like, hey, forget it, forget it. I'm never touching the stupid game again but i I really enjoyed i really enjoyed playing it which was so frustrating yeah it's it's
1: funny i've i've a similar story to that so we'll finish this one up but it's funny that uh, that's the you know kind of the way that that worked
0: and i think what the problem honestly i think probably what it centered around was you know in those games you can pick up anything like it will let you pick up like knives and forks off of a table if you Mm -hmm. want to Yep. But, you know, then if you move them somewhere else, the game has to store all that information. And I think... Uh,
1: yeah, I yep, I ran into a similar thing with uh, Skyrim with, with, like, a weird corrupt save. And the more I looked into it, it was, like, the tables that the game creates with all these... Like, the longer the game gets... Because, like, you have, like, save files that were, like, three and four gigabytes. And it's like, why is my save file four <laughs> yeah. gigabytes? Well, because every time you do something, <laughs> it has to save that information. Yeah,
0: and that's why I think happened on that old Xbox version is just it couldn't. Yeah, and it just got corrupted, and I could never finish the stupid game. You had like a sequel database on your original <laughs> Xbox. Seriously? Oh, I try, <laughs> and I tried so many different things. Like I would try like, oh, let me transfer my save to a memory unit, see if that would help. Right. I started like right. just saving my game on the memory unit. Didn't yep, help.
1: You try the DEX drive? No, I didn't. I what, what about the what about the X band? <laughs>
0: right, yeah. I'll plug that get, I'll plug that in the cart slot.
1: You get these zip discs? <laughs> right. Hit you your jazz
0: drive. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I just I don't have a whole lot to say about it because I actually enjoyed the game. Uh, I mm. mean it's Elder Scrolls, if you like. It was really wacky though, because that one you could um, had the fly spell. Mm-hmm. And you could fly around, and you probably weren't meant to do that everywhere, <laughs> so you can tell exactly why they took that away like in oblivion mm-hmm. um because you could really screw the game around in certain cases um and the enchantment system was really screwed up in that game as well. You could basically imagine do like unlimited enchants on about anything if you if you did it just the right way, and mm-hmm. it was a bug ridden mess. I liked it. I wish I could have finished it.
1: It was, uh, it's one of the, uh the first Elder Scrolls game I played was Oblivion, but I didn't really get it, and I didn't have the patience to stick with it, and I didn't ever look up, like, videos and tutorials and stuff how to do it, so I never got into it. I had my father-in-law show me Fallout 3, like, he sat with me and he showed me Fallout 3, so then once like, I was like, oh... That's how all these systems intertwine together. Then I went back and played Oblivion again all the way through. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is so much better than I thought it was, because now I understand. And I'd considered going back and playing Morrowind, but I was like, "Uh, that might be a little bit too far back for me to really enjoy. So I just went forward to Skyrim from there.
0: Um, I think you'd still enjoy it. It's enough of the same thing. Um, Mm. I'm going to imagine a PC version would be a whole, it's probably patched to death by now. Or at least yeah,
1: I, I, I'm sure I own it on PC. because yeah. I'm sure there was a sale at some point, and I, probably for two dollars I picked it up. So
0: Our, the modding community has probably fixed any problems with it a long time right. ago.
1: and they probably upgraded textures and all sorts of crazy probably. stuff.
0: I think you would still enjoy it. Um, it is the same if you like if you like Oblivion and Skyrim, you would like Morrowind. Yeah, yeah, they're my favorite. If I had a copy that would work properly, <laughs> I would <laughs> I would play through it. Maybe we'll play it in October, we'll just marathon it. Oh gosh, I would like to see it anyway. I would like to see it. Oh, but that's me. Oh, God. So you had some other buggy problem on the game?
1: Yes, and it is funny that you mention, uh, you know, a Bethesda game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um no. So, related to that, one of my favorite games of all time, like... Two of my favorite games, well, two of my favorite games of all time, Fallout 3 and Skyrim. But before Skyrim came out, I might have even said Fallout 3, you know, might have been my favorite game of all time. Uh, top three, maybe. That was good. Uh, lo- love, love, love Fallout 3. So I was naturally very excited when Fallout New Vegas was announced. Uh, and I was, wor- I was working at Best Buy at gonna the time. We're going to talk
0: about the flippy head. Go for
1: we're it. We're going to talk about the flippy head. Um, so I was working at Best Buy at the time. And we had like the like the cardboard stand up with like the dude with the mask and holding up the the pistol. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. It's gonna be like, you know, like Cowboys and it's gonna be all these Western uh landmark it's gonna be it's you know, it's gonna be the fallout of the West. It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. So bought the game. I ended up buying it on three sixty. I wasn't like, you know, I kinda go in phases, like I'll go on console, then I'll go on PC, then back to console. So I just happened to be on a console swing at the time. Um or maybe it was a little bit of Krabby syndrome where I already had Fallout 3 on the 360. Yeah. And I also, when they came out with the DLC, you know how they came out with the physical version as well? Yep, yep. So I had, like, the Pit slash... What was the other one? It was, like, the Pit slash Broken Steel. um, Mm. And it was, like, Mothership Zeta. Yep. Like, they made physical versions of each of those. So I had my Fallout 3, and I had, like, four other physical discs for the DLC. So I was like, well, I got to have New Vegas sitting next to that stuff so it all looks right. So...
0: Back it's before the game. the game of the year editions. And exactly.
1: All that. Yeah. Back, back before GoTA. So, um, game, you know, comes out. I buy it. It was like October, um, of whatever year it was. And, uh, you know, fire it up. And, you know, it, at first it's just, okay, great. This is just fallout. It's fallout. Mm. It's just more fallout. This is great. The HUD is yellow because I'm in Vegas now, but that's totally fine. I can change it back if I want. Um, so you start, you know, learning all about new Vegas and you start exploring and everything's good. Um, I probably get like eight to 10 hours into it, which isn't the end of, you know, it's not a huge amount. Of, it's, it's a decent chunk of change. And I have like a robot with me, yep. the companion.
0: Yeah. The, the beginning. Yeah. First town. Yeah.
1: So I have a robot with me and I have like a couple, a handful of side quests and I have like a main story mission. And that, that are, like, all active right now. So I walk into this lady's house, and she's like, oh, this is gonna be, we're gonna take you in the back, and I'm gonna show you some things. So, like, I walk through this door, and like, the woman's not there? <laughs> and, and she just falls from the sky? <laughs> and then the robot dies, and then she's not dead, but then wolves show up out of nowhere and kill her. And I just remember thinking, what In the hell just happened. And, like, you know on the top when, like, you fail a quest? Yeah. And it was like, (laughs) fail. 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 You're like, no. Fail. I was like, is it telling me I failed the same thing 15 times? It was like, no, you failed every quest that you were just holding on to because they relied on these two people. And I didn't have any previous save files. Oh,
0: no.
1: So I'm like, Okay it just it really like i could i could keep going but i i really didn't want to i really didn't want to just kill like you know these two characters and a whole bunch of these story quests and like i wanted to you know complete everything so um for a while i just struggled with like do i want to start this game over again cuz even though it was more fallout i actually wasn't enjoying it as much as fallout 3 and i and i i, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly why i don't know if it was setting I don't know if it was because I feel more comfortable like out in the east because I'm from here. I don't know what it was, but I did not like Fallout New Vegas as much as Fallout Three, even before it broke on me. Um, and it should be mentioned, just you know, for for uh, clarification, Fallout uh, New Vegas was not made by the same team that made Fallout Three. Um, it was
0: Obsidian, wasn't it?
1: Right. Right, Obsidian uh, uh, was did the dev on it, which they have kind of a reputation for having very buggy releases. Yeah, because so Bethesda's help. perfect yeah. track record. <laughs> so it didn't really bode well that uh, that uh, the game didn't really work very well out the game, and it was P- the PC version too had lots of problems. So anyway, I, I ended up I don't know, like because it was October, right? So November is right after October, so a billion games probably came out the month after. So I was like, well let me play some of this other stuff and I'll figure out what to do with new Vegas later. And I just never went back to it. And recently, like earlier this year, yeah,
0: I thought you had said something about going back. To I
1: it. went back to new Vegas. I started over. I said, whatever, I'm going to start. It. It's going to feel fresh. It's going to be great. And I got not even as far as I got the last time. And I just wasn't feeling the same love that i felt for fallout 3 and skyrim so i didn't make an i didn't make a conscious decision to stop playing it i just didn't go back because i wasn't having
0: fun i i think we've talked about this far that still surprised me i had i had a i played both of them all the way through mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed both of them a whole lot so
1: yeah and and i've i've have multiple friends who say vegas is the better game i think so and i have and i have multiple friends who say like no you're right fallout 3 is the game so uh it, it's 3 is I've really good it is really i know good. i've said this with every game that i think i've mentioned so far i don't think it's a right or wrong thing i think it's just you know one of those things like you know not not every game is for everybody yeah. and uh it it definitely uh got its fair share of uh you know it it got its uh you know amount of time on the table um, it just didn't end up working out for me uh the you know the two or three times that I ended up restarting this game. so uh, I'm not sure it's actually gonna get uh all that more attention from me,
0: yeah, I can understand that. I mean, it's more of the same sort of stuff, so either mm-hmm. you're you're digging it or you're not feeling it, so,
1: yeah, so it's it's like if I don't go back to that, the next fallout I play is gonna be fallout four, which I'm really surprised hasn't been announced start yet.
0: holding your breath, man
1: uh, i'm I'm going to say.
0: Half-Life 3 and Fallout 4 come out at the same time, right? No, no,
1: no. I'm going to say <laughs> Fallout 4 gets announced this year. If it doesn't get announced this year, then I'm not holding my breath.
0: Yeah, I've, I'm sure it's in the works somewhere, right? It and The Last Guardian Al-
1: the Along works. with the next Wii uh, hardware <laughs> title. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm still surprised. I'm always surprised by that one when you say that. But um, yeah, maybe one of these days... I it'll probably you'll probably never get around to it. There's so much to
1: I, play. I, I know I probably you won't. Probably won't. Um, you know
0: what
1: I'd be? You know what I'd be playing right now if we weren't recording this? What? Not Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's nothing against that. Like I, I, at the moment, I I finished the campaign for Sunset Overdrive, which I love this game. Uh-huh. Um, now that I finished the campaign, I'm going to go to something else, and then I'll come back and I'll do cleanup later. I started Shadow of Mordor. I'm like maybe two hours into it and it's good so far. I watched my friend um,
0: play that and I just no desire.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird because on the surface it seems so similar. It seems like a cross between Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. And, uh, and it has, v- it like, you can't even say it has like Batman S combat. The combat is Arkham City, Arkham Asylum. Um, yeah,
0: it looks very scripted.
1: Yeah, and then something about it, like it's not, it doesn't have me a hundred percent yet. Like I'm in, I get what they're trying to do, I need to play a little bit more to kind of make up my mind. Um, but you know how I told you like with um like with Sunset Overdrive even, mm-hmm. it took me like three, four hours to like get it. Yep. And once I got it, I was like, Oh, this is life changing. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it some time, but yeah, it doesn't have me yet.
0: I'll be curious. I've got a lot of friends that really like it. Uh really hmm. liked it. Um just didn't look like appealing to me. But then again, I'm not okay. Lord of the Rings, so even the lore doesn't bring me into anything. So Gotcha. You know. Didn't do it for me. Uh next on my list, this is one that surprises even me. But um <laughs> I I never finished three D dot Game Heroes. Uh I think yeah,
1: I think I remember you talking about this either in like the group chat. Or with Krabby, because he loves that game?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's basically Zelda. (laughs) It's it's a Zelda game. So why do you hate Zelda? I don't hate Zelda, that's the thing. Why do you hate all Zelda games? (laughs) Because I'm a jerk. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't know. I played really far into this one. Um, I I got pretty far, uh, all the way up to this fire temple. And for some reason, it was frustrating to me. And Mm -hmm. I put it down, and I just never, never bothered to go back. Um, which is strange though, I mean, the game is pretty much, if you like, if you think of like, um, uh, original, original Legend of Zelda, uh, with a little bit of the stuff from the later games, uh, with a modern take on it, you know, modern display, that's pretty much what you're playing. Um, you've got some crazy weapons that are part of it. Um, like when you have your full health, you have these gigantic swords that go like ridiculously across the screen. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. I, I played through, I would guess probably four or five dungeons. Um, all of them seem to have like a pretty decent, you know, how kind of like Zelda games, like every dungeon just throws a little bit more at you and a little bit Mm -hmm. more at you and, and they kind of have this steady progression of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I just hit this fire one and I was like, this just sucks. I'm like, this isn't, it's <laughs> is not like anymore, like, oh, this is a little harder. No, it just sucked. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do this 500 times. It just, It's not entertaining enough to me. I don't, I got really frustrated with it at the time. And I don't know, maybe I was just kind of burned out uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was probably over halfway through the game. I had done a lot with it and I'd enjoyed the whole thing up to then. But it just, once I got to that point, I was just like this saturation of like, right. I don't need more of this. And this is really just kind of ticking me off and I just don't want to anymore.
1: So, so let me ask you this. Yeah. So since it's not a uh, an older game, since, uh, you know, a fairly new game, yeah. um, since you made the decision that like, I don't like this, this is not for me. Did you get rid of the game? No. Will you? No. <laughs> okay. Any reason why, since you don't like it?
0: Um.
1: I like the pictures.
0: It's got a lot of charm to it. Yeah. Oh and, no, definitely. Yeah. And someday I might. G- it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, I could get like two dollars from GameStop. Why? Yeah. I'll just keep it. I'll keep it on the shelf. Right. Maybe I decide I want to play it again someday. Maybe a friend wants to borrow it. it's some- it's like it's not worth anything to trade in. Why bother? Yeah. Yeah, it's just better sitting on the shelf? Looks pretty. Maybe it does someday. look pretty.
1: It's a, it is nice art.
0: Yeah, maybe someday I'll change my mind. Um, and I like some from Soft games. Then they did that one, but I, I don't know. I don't know why from From did it. Yeah, from Soft did I didn't that. Know that.
1: Yep. So is it uh, like the like like from like the from?
0: Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yep. So this was uh. I think the next big game after this would have been Demon Souls. Right. And that's when that they've kind of got locked into those sort of things. Of course, they still do like Armored Core and some of those other games. But, mm. um, but yeah, I think that, and it was a big nostalgia fest. I really enjoyed it for what it was because you definitely felt like, oh, I'm playing NES Zelda, but yeah. pumped up um, with the addition of like the hook shot and some things. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to try to hide it. No, it's like okay, y- you knew what you were doing. It's they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, they did what Nintendo didn't do. It was yeah. another Zelda game uh until uh Zelda did the the recent 3DS game where they decided to go back to it, mm. I guess. Nice. That's it. Uh yeah, 3D game heroes. Um they I did should've...
1: what they did what Nintendo didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have liked the the whole thing I think more than I did. I'm kind of surprised I gave up on it, but I did. So there right. you go. There you go. What you got next for me, Bill? All
1: right. I got uh I got one more big one and then I have an honorary mention. Okay. So my one more big one is a game that I stopped that is a game that I really like and that I stopped playing not because I didn't want to play it anymore, but for financial reasons okay <laughs> so all I right. I purchased a first run brand new copy of Xenoblade Chronicles at its GameStop uh, release oh,
0: okay.
1: and I started playing this game and I
0: love it I remember it. you saying how much you love that
1: game I love this game and for a game that re- the visuals aren't very good at all like, yeah? and when I say the visuals aren't very good I mean they are bad <laughs> um it, it it's not like they're just they're passable. Like this this game looks worse than PlayStation 1 games. Oh wow. Like really bad, but Not but even bar-
0: not even one d- no. GameCube tuck, duct tape together. <laughs>
1: no, no, yeah, the one of them the duct tape it wasn't transmitting the power properly <laughs> on this game, but uh bar it like you know like even even considering that, it was still a fantastically fun still very playable if not very good looking uh role playing game um and like you said with bravely default or bravely default um very good balance of grind versus um uh you know just being able to play mm-hmm. um tons of side side missions um stuff that you actually care about mm-hmm. that you could do stuff that you don't care about that you can put off to the side Really, really well thought out, um, character, um, association maps. Um, like every character in the game, there was this big screen and it was kind of like, uh, um, uh, organized geographically. So it wasn't just like, oh, here are your heroes and here are your side characters and here are your mate. So it was like, oh, here, like people that you met in this town, they're in this little group. And there'd be little lines connecting everyone who knew each other. And then when you start meeting with people in other towns, that you would see lines connecting to people in other towns. You're like, Oh, that guy's that barbers, the baker's brother's son-in-law. Oh, so like I a should...
0: giant family tree. or Yeah. Something?
1: Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I should talk to that guy. And then you talk to that guy and he's like, Oh yeah. You know, my uh, barber uh, cousin at the blacksmith shop. Oh, he's a kidder. And you go back to that blacksmith shop and he's like, Oh, you know him here, give him this letter for me. Huh. And it just happens to be stuff that you're doing. Like as you're, as you're doing that stuff anyway. And like you get intel that way, you get like money that way. You find out about new jobs that way. It's just like living in the, it's like a lot of RPGs, you just follow what they tell you to do and you grind it, then it's good. You just feel like you're living in this world and you're just like doing these things because they make sense. Um, and like when you, it's, and I know it's, it's kind of skipping, uh, you know, generations and and jumping and everything, but you know, when you look at footage of Final Fantasy 15, I know, I know not everyone's into it. But it just looks like great big wide open, like sprawling grasslands. Mm -hmm. That's what this entire game looks like. Hmm. And you're actually on two enormous, um, uh, like beings, like gods that were fighting and like they're locked in this eternal battle. And that's what the whole game takes place on, which gives you an idea of how big those guys were since there's like grasslands on them. Um, and so like sometimes when you're outside and like you kind of like look up in the distance, you see like, that you're actually on the sword because in the horizon you see like the hilt of the sword and then you see like the rest of the guys like blade going some- off someplace. Hmm. It's just so interesting and so cool and so great. Now. Okay. Get to the point, Bill. Why'd you stop playing it? Um, I knew that the game was uh, you know, it was going up in value. And I said, okay, I think this is the bubble. <laughs> so you are playing wanna, that game, huh? I want to sell at the top of the bubble because I know I can't put the 120-something hours that all the reviews were telling me that it would last, uh, and it was great. Um, so I said, okay, I'm going to sell at the top of the bubble. So I threw it on Craigslist for like $200, and this guy calls me up and says, hey, I'll meet you at the pizza parlor around the street. Holy
0: crap, you're kidding.
1: And he meets me there, and he, and he, and he gets out of it, and he's drives around a real nice car. And he gets out and he's wearing like, you know, deck shoes and shorts and, uh, you know, the guy had a few bucks and I was like, Hey, so here it is. You can look at it. and I showed him the bottom of the disc and everything. And he's like, Oh no. Yeah. My son, he's been, uh, like, he's had to be able to find it. And we don't trust eBay cause blah, blah, blah. And he just, you know, took out the cash, gave it to me. So I was like, Oh, cool. Crazy. So it's one of those things that, uh, it doesn't matter to me if I have an original run or, you know, second run or borrow a copy later, but, uh, I got my, uh, you know, I upsold, I got my dollars for my, uh, you know, for my, my flip and I figured, oh yeah, I'll grab it at some point and then I'll keep playing it. And that has not happened yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I figured it'd be nice to throw one on there that I, that, you know, it's a game I stopped playing. Um, but it's not because I didn't want to stop playing it. I just, you know, I wanted the bubble to, I wanted the benefit of the bubble, but uh, when, but when you play that game, uh, sometimes you don't have the game anymore.
0: Well, I think you made out pretty well. I think yeah, you sold no. pretty well.
1: Yeah, I made a few bucks. I found, and I also I found out that I like the game a lot. I still have the save file on my system, so uh, and it got me really excited about Xenoblade for the three DS.
0: Now that's a remake of the Wii game, right?
1: I believe so. So that might be the the you know, where I end up continuing to play it. Um I did you're- put I did put a good dozen or so hours into it, so I might have to restart. I don't think they let you take the save file unless they uh, talked about that, and I didn't hear it.
0: I don't. I don't think so. But yeah, I uh, doubt it. But uh, so that 3ds you've got is a new 3ds, is correct? That? Correct. Okay. It is the Majora's
1: yeah. Mask uh, new 3ds. That they yeah, because that's exclusive to the new.
0: so so much crap to memorize <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: it's not just oh i got a new 3ds no did you get a new 3ds yeah.
1: no we're, we're, we're talking about that like someone will come back with a game and say hey this doesn't work in my kids 3ds oh it only works on the new 3ds no yeah we bought it new <laughs> yeah it's not the a pre-owned day. it wasn't a pre-owned system it's a brand new he just got it no no no.
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did it have the sparkly new word on the yeah. cover?
1: Yeah, parents don't stand a chance.
0: Yeah, good luck, good luck. Jeez. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I don't I don't blame you. I, my copy is still sealed still on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, between that
1: and the uh, last uh, story, so I got, you know, two of the uh uh Project uh, Raindrops or Rainfall uh, yeah. games on my list there. Um, that's one that I would encourage you unless you were trying to flip it at some point. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely really good game.
0: Uh, it's sealed at this point. I'll probably just leave it, it there. It is
1: sealed. You probably will leave it, you weirdo. Uh, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I never got Pandora's Tower. That was the third of that set and it's cheap. I should just you, get it. Yeah. That's the
1: one that I actually, you know, forgetting all the Project Rainfall stuff, like it, it looks the least interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I thought so too. Sakaguchi with the last story, Xenoblade obviously being the you know the amazing thing that it is. Um, yeah, Pandora's was the only one that I was always like just you know never had any interest in. But if you have two out of three, why not complete the set? Yeah,
0: I think it's pretty cheap too. I think it's yeah. pretty cheap now like twenty bucks or something
1: like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, up next, uh, my last probably big one that I'll put out there is um, Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh, Final Fantasy 8. Um, Did, not
1: didn't, didn't finish it, huh? No.
0: I You know, I'd been a, at that point so, in time.
1: So you have a child named after a character in this game and you didn't finish it?
0: I do have a child. Yeah.
1: Who? The, the the ultimate summon in Final Fantasy 8 is Eden.
0: Oh, I didn't see. I didn't play that far. <laughs> so I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Uh, no, I mean, I had, um, uh, I'd always, I'd been a big Final Fantasy fan, I'd love six. Seven, I picked up as soon as it came out. Wait, uh, wait,
1: wait, no, you don't mean six, you mean, you mean three.
0: Three, six, whatever you want to <laughs> call it, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with the, the the decent numbering system now. Ah. Not to be snobby, just because it makes sense to me.
1: Why don't you go with the Dewey Decimal System? Because I uh... actually
0: have three. <laughs> not three, three. I mean, three, three, not three, six
1: anyway three, yeah three for the ds
0: no three well and for the Famicom. yeah anyway oof
1: square oh god yeah thanks a lot obama <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so i you know seven i went through and i didn't i didn't love seven as much as probably a lot of other people do but it wasn't right. my first like a lot of people what was my first big rpg it wasn't mine uh, right it wasn't I, your I, first rodeo no i like six better but um Seven's still fine. I enjoyed it. Played it. It was a good game. Eight, what? Oh, I tried so hard. I tried so hard to really and like got, the game.
1: And got so far,
0: but in the end, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. <laughs> oh, I was but, a
1: big defender of eight when it was, and no, no one really liked like, it when it came out.
0: It was so radically different and that's um, the, and
1: that's the thing it was you know it wasn't that it was you know good, bad or whatever. it was a hundred percent u turn from what seven was,
0: yeah, it's like they just went, we've had this one battle system forever, screw it, just screw it, just let's yeah. see what happens if we just throw everything out the window, yeah,
1: and the materia system was so
0: amazing, yeah, and it was still turn based yeah, um so you still had fun with that. Yep. And I had to always try to wrap, and I just could never wrap my mind around the whole system because you had—you
1: mean an eight?
0: Yeah, the, the draw—the
1: draw system. Well,
0: the draw system—I guess I—I I understood that. I learned right. that at some point. Okay, I can't get spells unless I suck them out of monsters somehow. Right, makes right. No, that makes no sense.
1: Doesn't make sense at all.
0: Uh, but and, I,
1: and not only that. Yeah, you're I don't want just... to use them. Don't right. use them. So the thing is, you would think, like, okay, like, imagine, like, an ability where you can, like, learn a spell. Okay, now you know that spell. Yeah. But no, you're taking spells, like, you're taking physical numbers of spells out of enemies. Yeah, yeah and the like thing... items, basically. Right. And the thing that then bugged me about that is, okay, I can then link certain mm-hmm. skills of my character to these spells... But the more spells you have, the stronger that link is. So you
0: so, can't use them.
1: Right. So now, not only can I not use them, but whenever I find a new spell, oh, great. Now I'm going to be stuck in this section for two hours, getting 99 of that spell yep. for each person.
0: <laughs> yep. And you would spend forever in these stupid battles, just draw, draw, yeah. draw, yeah. draw. Yeah. Oh.
1: I actually, I this is a great example. I th- I thought I loved this game. Because I loved it back when it came out, back when I didn't mind grinding because I didn't have like you know a kid and a wife and all this other stuff going on. The grinding made no
0: sense. It
1: it didn't, and I did it and I defended it because I don't know why. And I I recently when I got my Vita, I put this game on the Vita and I started playing it again. And as soon as I got to like this draw stuff again, I knew it was there because I remembered it. Mm -hmm. But I started doing it again, and I was like how did I do this for 80 hours, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, whatever it
0: was. Yeah, and then you had the summon system with that junctioning stuff. Yep. Well, that...
1: yeah. You, well, you junctioned your guardian forces.
0: Oh man, and that and didn't that, make any sense to me either.
1: And then they had an affinity. Like the more, like the yeah. more you use them, the more they like you, so the more effective they were.
0: Yeah, I just man. And that... then,
1: there, and then the boost. Do you remember the boost?
0: Oh, and you had to time it. You had to hit so, the button
1: to time so it. So what happened was, if you got the boost ability, yeah. then Dance Dance Revolution took over Final the, Fantasy VIII. Yeah, during the summon, you held like a shoulder button, and then you had to press a button. But then if you, pr- but then like, it would tell you like, okay, stop pressing the button. And if you pressed it, it would reset the boost. Uh huh. So you could boost your summon up to like a max of 255. The only, th- the only time you'd ever get it that high is with Eden because it's such a long summon. Even if you mess it up, you can still do it. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of weird things that didn't make sense about it. Um, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's an oddball. It's like a black sheep in the family. Um, I definitely finished it. I definitely thought it was extremely difficult because I know another thing you're not going to like about it. You want to be able to grind and then be super powerful, right?
0: Yeah, and this game punishes you. The enemies
1: (laughs) level with you.
0: Yeah. Punishes you for grinding.
1: Yep, makes the enemies harder.
0: Yeah, everything scales for some ungodly reason in this game. And that's it. I've heard that you can really break the crap out of this game by never leveling up, and the end boss is, like a ridiculous joke. Right, I've Which never you're...
1: done. I've never done that, but I've heard the same thing.
0: Which, oh man, why?
1: And, <laughs> Just... and and it's funny because when as as a young person, when someone said, "What do you think about this game?" I would have said, "Oh, it's great! You know, you got Squall and you got Renoa and you get this great story, and like it's all about." These, uh, these gardens that are like kind of these like schools or like bastions of like, you know, like defending like, you know, the, the planet, your country, um, all this stuff. And then as an older person, someone says, what do you think about Final Fantasy VIII? And you say, oh man, the mechanics aren't great. The systems aren't great. I, I feel like when I'm younger, I don't pay attention to that stuff as much. But as I get older, you start looking at all like the granular pieces that put it together. And uh, I really thought I liked this game before I replayed it uh, last year. And I found out that I may have liked it back then, but I do not want to play it anymore.
0: Yeah, it's just obtuse. Mm-hmm. Just for no... And it had didn't it have the card game in it?
1: The, I, You know what? I collected those cards. Oh, my. Like in, like in reality, not in the game. Oh, Because really? they sold physical triple I triad cards. I did not cards. know that. I had to fly a complete set. I did not know that.
0: I uh, Let me just tell you, Bill, you probably already may guess. I hate card games like those.
1: So, can, can you explain the rules if you had to?
0: No, I forgot them long ago <laughs> for good reason.
1: It's you probably very, could. It's a very, very simple game. So They're like numbers
0: it, on the things. Right,
1: so every card has a value on the top, bottom, left, and right. So let's say it's, you know, like, from, the, from clockwise, from noon, it's a uh, From 12 o'clock, it's 1114. You know, so four is like on the 9 o'clock side. If you place that card, if anyone places a card next to that card and the number bordering your card is higher than your card, the card gets flipped over to the other player's color. Um, So basically, everyone puts down their cards until there's cards on the whole board and there can be chain reactions. So if you like flip a card that then in turn flips other cards because now the numbers of your team's color are higher than the other team's color on another border you flip that card too um so it took a little bit of time to kind of like understand the chain reactions and see them before they happen um but it was cool um it's uh i don't know why i bought the cards probably because i was young (laughs) and i just had money and i wanted to buy something that said final fantasy on it sure but uh but yeah it had triple triad was the name of the card game
0: yeah, and there was several of those games that did that with card games in them. Yeah. Because 9 had that too, right?
1: Uh, uh, it's we'll, we'll get to 9.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Now, now I gotta, I gotta Foreshadowing.
1: say, can, can we agree that the music in 8 is fantastic?
0: Oh, sure. And I yeah. played pretty far into it. I mean, I didn't beat it, but I mean, I would probably say I was well over halfway mm. in the game before I just gave up on it. Cause it just got too obtuse, and I just didn't want to draw anymore. Right, I, I totally, totally understand that. I just sat down at one point when I just don't want to do this, <laughs> and I didn't. I stopped, and nice. that was it. But I didn't. I mean, because you had like that whole other like side story about the other guys, Laguna. Yeah.
1: Laguna Loire was his name, and, and it was weird. It never made
0: sense to me. I'm going to guess at some point in time those storylines came together, but they didn't for me. So,
1: yeah, I mean, for a while, like you keep popping over to this other guy, and you're like, okay, like, is this me? Is this like a split personality? Like, what the hell is happening? And that's the thing about it is that part was obtuse enough where even from a person who finished the game, I have no idea what the link was. <laughs> Okay. I mean, uh, granted, it was years ago. It was 1999 or whatever year it was, but I do not remember what the significance of that other character was.
0: Uh, well, I don't feel bad then. I really... Yeah. Can,
1: can, can I give uh, you a Final Fantasy VIII spoiler?
0: Sure. Cypher's a good guy?
1: Um, He's not good, but he's not as bad as you think that he is. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so spo- I was I, just I, guessing. We already have a spoiler alert out there, so no one can, can say... Peep about this. <laughs> um, so uh, the uh, you know like the the, like the main bad guy, Idea, uh, whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, so she's not the bad guy at all.
0: Oh. Okay. So like so, an M Night Shyamalan kind of twist at the end or something.
1: Not so twisty, but like yeah. So you find so the real um, uh, evil presence in this game is like a sorceress called Altamisha, and she's controlling Idea. Uh, Oh, which, that makes sense. Which, which is kind of like a trope of Final Fantasy, where it's like, oh, the bad guy that you think is a bad guy is not the bad guy.
0: There's always a god somewhere that you have yeah, to kill. Yeah, there's always someone you have to go kill a god at somewhere. the end. Yeah,
1: um, I do remember Ultimicia being extremely difficult to beat um, uh, because I had leveled up a whole lot, so it made it more difficult. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's just uh, you know, little little tidbit for you.
0: Yeah, I'll pass
1: great 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 music though oh, uh, love
0: it. yeah it was good music but that's started souring me towards Final Fantasies hmm. at that point in time was that the beginning of you giving up on them that was the beginning of the fall there was only uh, one other good one after that that really struck my heart and then yeah that's it
1: which one was that? 12 oh that's right yeah we've talked about the, yeah you're a big 12 fan
0: mm-hmm. 9 wasn't bad 10 I don't like it sorry Bill that's no, okay.
1: Blitz nobody's ball. nobody's perfect. <laughs> is is it me again?
0: It's you. I think you said you had an honorable mention.
1: Yeah, I have an honorable mention. Okay. Final Fantasy IX. <laughs>
0: I, I could see that coming.
1: <laughs> so um, Final Fantasy IX is a game that I was greatly excited to play. I'll make the I'll make this short. Um, bought it day one. Went home. Started playing it. Right away, like wasn't like super into it, but like whatever, I'll I'll stay with it. Um, I played it for a while. I don't know how many hours, but I played it for a while, and I was like, eh, I don't like it. Like, I I I just didn't like it. Like, it the game at no point would let me play it. You'd walk into a screen, and then you'd see an unskippable cutscene.
0: There um, was a lot of story set up early yeah, in that game. A lot, and
1: a lot. Yeah. And I was like. Just let me play the freaking game. Yeah. And then you would go into a next screen and then, you know, it would take control away from you. And then people would walk on the screen and there'd be a little interaction. It was like, just let me play the game. Okay. I got to a new town. Awesome. Oh, it's the hunt. You have to participate in the hunt. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I just want to talk to people, figure out some backstory. Oh, I'm hunting things. <laughs> and like, so once I finally get out of that, then you're like on a ship. Okay. Can I just, nope. You need to talk to, okay, just let me play the game. The yeah. game's like, nope, I don't want to let you play it. Yeah. So I, I I gave up on it. And then years later, I said, I'm going to beat this game. I'm not going to be put off by that. So I played, I started from the beginning, mm-hmm. played the whole, kept playing, insert disc two, Haha, I'm making progress. I kept playing. I still wasn't feeling great about it, but I was like, whatever, I'm going to power through this. And I got to this castle, and it was dark, and I was starting to learn some backstory. And then when I thought I was making some progress, and I, I was like, ah, I still don't really know anything. There's one screen that came up that I knew I am turning this game off, and I am never turning it on again. Really? And that screen is the screen that says, please insert disc three. <laughs> when this game said to me, please insert disc three, and I looked at those that image on the screen. I thought to myself, I have not had fun with this game (laughs) yet. And it is asking me to insert disc three. (laughs) It is going off forever.
0: (laughs) So, so so, so many people are going to ride in and go, but that's just when it gets good.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's just, yeah. Once you hit disc 17, (laughs) it really opens up. No. Yeah. It's, and I know like I've one of my best friends, uh, Courtney, um, who also doesn't listen to the show, um, but I'm not gonna say anything bad about her. Um, it's her favorite Final Fantasy. And I know it's Krabby's favorite Krabby Final loves Fantasy. It. And I know a lot of people love it, and I know people love some of the characters in it, and it's almost like they love it, but all the complaints I have about it, they're like, Yeah, that's valid, but I defend it still. It's like me defending the craziness of eight. Yeah, um, it's
0: just you know, rose yeah, cuddling exactly, glasses. Exactly,
1: yeah. So um, but yeah, that's my honorable mention, Final Fantasy IX. I know I've mentioned it before on the show, but uh, uh, I got to disc three on that joint and it was like, nope, not happening.
0: I can see it. I mean, I played it um, and, you know, I was older enough to kind of realize that, okay, this is the series is not going always the way I want it to go anymore. So after right. eight, I was not really jazzed about it period but i went oh well they're kind of going back to some of the stuff i like right uh so it was enough for me to play through it i don't i don't think it's one of the best of the series or anything it was mm-hmm. it was decent it had some good parts to it but uh yeah i could you've got valid arguments It's you know
1: i also think i'm one of the very few people who's still uh cautiously optimistic about final fantasy um, as a series, really? I think that, I think they made a lot of missteps, but I'm still willing to give fifteen a chance. Oh
0: man, you bless you. That's all I, I can say.
1: Not tens. My I, I've told you this before. Tens by far my favorite. Yeah. Um, roast in the glasses, man. Eleven, I didn't play. Oh no, I've played it again recently. I still okay. play it on on my Vita. It's you, uh, I still enjoy the hell out of it. You're the one. I am the one. <laughs> <laughs> You're Whoa. the guy that bought the Vita in the U.S. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and uh, what do you call it? So I still play it. It's great. And um, you know what I did find out that I didn't like as much as I thought I did? This is for another show, though, is uh Kingdom Hearts 2. I don't dislike.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: as I'm replaying it in the HD mix- remix collection, I'm like, oh, wow. Rose tinted. Um, but yeah, so 11 I didn't play. 12 I played a 100%, and I enjoyed not as much as you, but I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um 13 i think i liked more than anyone else on the planet because no one liked it except me oh it's terrible it's terrible yeah so case in point um 13 2 you you
0: played 13 2
1: i played 13 2 until like the screen before the last boss and then i didn't finish it why
0: (laughs) why would you do that to yourself
1: um and then i haven't played lightning returns Um, man
0: why would you do that to yourself
1: I don't know. It's, it's, I like, I like 13. I'm sorry. I, can you tell I know, me
0: what you like about it?
1: I can't. I okay. can just, I can just tell you that I sat down and I started playing and I just kept going. And you know what I really like in 13, honestly? Mm-hmm. I love the battle system.
0: So many people tell me that and I love, I love. RPG battle systems. I don't like that one at all. I love the battle system. And I don't I, get the
1: whole I, I forget what it's called where you like uh like you you're like building up that charge. You know uh, what I mean? And I don't then, remember. I just remember the
0: paradigms, right?
1: Well the paradigm is just like the way you switch like you know like your job function at the time. Yeah. But like what you're trying to do is you're trying to like build up this like meter on an enemy. And once it gets, like, 100%, Yeah, you break or something like that. Yeah, it's like a a break, and then you can launch that enemy and cause massive damage. Yeah. Now, this is especially true of, like, armored enemies, Um, but what ends up happening is, like, you're not so much... You're not micromanaging your characters anymore, like, oh, attack, attack, fire, fire, shield, shield, do that. You're just giving them a job. You're saying, okay... I need you to be my synergy person, I need you to be the medic, I need you to be the commando. So you're really macro-managing things, and it was almost like, as a strategy game fan, I was like, okay, great, I don't have to tell that guy every little thing to do, here's your role. And it wasn't done on a turn-based scale, which would have made it very slow, sometimes you're changing paradigms like three times within the same turn, so it's, it's constant, constant action. And then at the, end, like, and the whole time you're fighting this meter and the guy's there. Oh, you get switched over to this. Oh, and you get a heal. You gotta do this. Oh, we won the fight. Like it, like compared with like every other Final Fantasy the last like, you know, 20 years where you get into a battle, hold down X just so everyone attacks or like do the, do the spell. I was constantly shifting and always doing things. It was always interesting to me. So I loved fighting everything in this battle system.
0: Now see. 12 had the same idea. You don't have to be in charge of all your guys and micromanage them and tell them what to do with things. But the way they did it, I loved. Mm -hmm. It was a very cerebral thing. If you can come up with the right strategy for your strategy build for your characters, they would execute it and you would win. Uh, This one, I'm like, oh, I just have to flip stupid buttons all the time. I'm like, I could have got – if you would have given me a gambit system like 12 – I wouldn't have to do all this stupid crap. I could just say, (laughs) do this. Right? And I just felt unnecessary.
1: Yeah, I never set gambits up in 12 because they were confusing to me. I never did it.
0: How did you even beat that game if you didn't use gambits?
1: I don't know. I probably just hit attack.
0: I mean, you could do the thing where you kind of paused it every time, but what a nightmare.
1: I think I just, like, told people to attack, and what was it like? Like, if... Yeah. If if health is lower than thirty, do this.
0: Yeah, it's basically a big programming exercise.
1: Yeah. So like, I did like basic stuff like that, but like, the thing is, like, once you once I did that, it was like, okay, it just it it didn't make the battles any more interesting to me.
0: Mm-hmm. You could get I some la- really complex strategy with those things, and you could just totally rock some bad guys. Yeah. I mean,
1: it was a long time ago. It was before I was really into strategy. So maybe if I. uh had a different outlook i would have appreciated it more but uh yeah i played all the way through uh 12 um i thought the ending was really solid yeah um,
0: you kill a god as always
1: but yeah that's what you do <laughs> and and you become like also you know what bugs me about it is uh the main guy who you're playing as all he's doing the whole game is whining vaughn that he, yeah vaughn all he's doing is whining that he wants to be an air pirate yeah. while being an air pirate the entire game
0: yeah, I guess that during development you know, they shifted because it should have. It was supposed to be Balthazar was supposed to be the main character, and then they right. shifted for some you know, stupid reason.
1: You know, you're flying around with two air pirates <laughs> doing piratey things for seventy hours. He wants to do it oh, by himself. I really wish that I was an air pirate. You are an air pirate. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. Also,
1: also, Fran has one of the best voices of any yeah. character ever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else that girl's done, but she—that voice is amazing.
0: Yeah, that was really. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, I would have to put I mean, I would have to put. I definitely stopped playing Final Fantasy Thirteen. I won't. I won't go into why, but um, I think people know.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 very polarizing. With I think most people falling on the side of like this game is stupid and it's a hallway and the battle system's no good. Um, I just happen to be on the other side of that That's uh, fine. argument.
0: No, I get it. But, you know, d- different different things for different folks. Sure. Um, I guess I would throw a quick honorable mention in. I just want to, you know, cast uh, uh, some daggers at Miracle Warriors for the Sega Master <laughs> System. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play this thing because um, we had a store, a rental store, when I was younger that rented Sega games as well as Nintendo games. I mean, most places just Nintendo was it. Cause no, mm. who had a Sega.
1: Right. Um, I, like, uh, no, you're right. I didn't know the master system was a thing. Yeah. Until I saw a whole bunch of these games in a girl that I went to school with who I ended up like dating for a while, but I saw him in her basement. I'm like, what are these? <laughs> it's like, Oh, this is the Sega master system. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. see, well, I had a friend that had this, he was the Sega kid. Sure. Um, there's at, one,
1: one in every town.
0: Right. And, um, later when I got a Genesis, I bought the power base converter so I could go play these games, mm-hmm. but I played miracle warriors and this game is freaking hard and doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> and you have to try to map this thing out. Cause the game came with a map, but of course when you're renting it, right. you don't get any of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, in the box. So I'd always get really far, but then of course you always have to take it back. And then what yeah. is somebody else going to do to your save game?
1: Oh, they're going to delete that of guy course or- they are right away.
0: And so you go back and you rent it next weekend like please maybe it'll still no. No. And it's not there. And then you're like, well I've rented it for the weekend, so what do I do? You try playing it again? Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I just I'd almost been forever on it. Dang it, Miracle Warriors. Put it on your retron, you can save the state. Uh maybe I could put in some cheat codes just to blast through <laughs> it real quick just to say done.
1: Or you just watch it on Twitch, and then say you finished it. Yeah,
0: something like that. Oh, man, frickin' Miracle Warriors.
1: I, I would imagine that there's not a whole lot of Miracle Warriors uh, uh, Twitch broadcasts.
0: No. You know what I found out, though? What? There's a version of Miracle Warriors for the Famicom. Didn't come out over here. Wow. Maybe someday. No, I won't. No. <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna happen. Does that wrap it up, Bill?
1: No, it's okay. Uh yeah, no, I think that just about will do it. It's uh it's been a uh it's been a fun journey, had some good <laughs> questions, had some uh mostly bad games that we stopped playing and then some good ones.
0: Yeah, just uh definitely different reasons. So I'll be curious to hear from our listeners. Let us know uh what games you just got derailed on or why you stopped them, uh good, bad, or otherwise. Um I'm sure there's probably plenty of bad stories, but maybe tell us about some ones that you Halfway liked and why you stopped. Uh, but just be sure to chime in let us know. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of The Collector Cast. Bill, thanks for being uh, taking the time to be with us Absolutely. Or me I guess i should say Krabby's not here
1: well us I mean there's other people listening eventually I guess so We're... you and me for now and then us in the future there we go
0: um, real quick reminders right you can find us uh, all of those local places YouTube um, iTunes Stitcher Podomatic social media Collector Cast you know where to find us mm-hmm. make sure you talk to us just to remind people as well if they're feeling frisky if they got a few bucks, Bill, what can what could they do if they had a few dollars laying around they didn't want?
1: Well, I think you're trying to lead me in one direction. I'm going to go another direction with that. If you had a couple extra bucks and some travel time in uh, <laughs> October of this year, well, yeah, you could you could send those dollars uh, to the Retro World Expo for in exchange for a badge, and then you could come and see us.
0: You could live.
1: Yep. In Live person. from New York, Saturday night. Um, so, RetroworldExpo.com. Um, the expo is uh, Wallingford, uh, Connecticut at the Oakdale Theater, October 3rd. Um, all day. It's a one day uh, extravaganza. Um, Chris and uh, myself will definitely be there, as well as a handful of uh, prominent RF Gen members like Single Banana. Uh, Fleetch is going to be there. Isret's going to be there. And hopefully we'll have more. Uh, Rusty Man Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be there. Um, So we'll have uh, more to announce soon, we hope. But that's one thing you could do with all those dollars that you've been earning.
0: That would be pretty good. We would really like to see you.
1: Yes. We would like to say hello. And then uh, someone can help me convince Chris to play a tabletop game that doesn't require electricity.
0: (laughs) I will tell you what. If if somehow (laughs) Krabby makes it. I will sit down and play Uh, crossing,
1: crossing fingers.
0: (laughs) How about that? Um, what if you had so much money that you even had more than that?
1: What if you had leftover money after purchasing the extremely affordable badges (laughs) for the retro world expo? Um, you could just say, Hey, Bill and Chris and Krabby, here's a couple of dollars to show my appreciation for you guys sitting up till four in the morning (laughs) Uh, (laughs) almost yeah (laughs) to uh make my month uh all that much better
0: yeah you could uh go to collectorcast.com and click on that paypal donate button right
1: why don't you just donate and i'm telling you it's not like we're just taking that money and like buying games with it or anything
0: (laughs) we don't get that much money
1: (laughs) yeah it, it 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 pays some of the bills not all of the bills <laughs>
0: yeah we just want uh hosting
1: that's uh if we yeah yeah you, know. you want you want old episodes that's what you gotta do
0: yeah which i've been putting a few on there and i'll be putting a few more up so that's where your money went last time this is where it'll go again if you help us out keep those old shows up uh so you can download Jeez. and listen to them
1: maybe we could release uh like seasons like on discs Sure. Just, just sell the old seasons of the collector cast.
0: Right, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I know everyone wants discs these <laughs> days. <laughs>
1: yeah. Every- Ooh, maybe we can do what's uh I there's a, a fantastic musical act uh, called uh, Paul and Storm. Um they're at uh, they do a lot of festivals. They're at Pax this year, but they I I I met them for, you know, the third or fourth time and I purchased their new album and they it was on a card, I think the company's called Drop Cards. Um, so basically, like they host like the files, and they mail you like all these physical cards that you can send people, and it just has like a code that you scratch off to go to this site. So we could do some. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be like necessarily a CD, but we could do a cool little download card. Maybe, maybe sign them, and uh, everyone would be into it. We make a billion tapes. dollars. That's what we're yeah.
0: cassette tapes. We're gonna Need put the collector cast on cassette.
1: Need that Betamax. <laughs>
0: But seriously, uh, we would appreciate that. We've got to start building the fund back up for the next renewal that will come up yeah. early next year. So we drain yeah, it- I drain the tank dry to hmm. to pay for the recent subscription. So Yeah, give us some money. Appreciate it. Um, well thanks everybody for taking the time to listen. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next time. Woo.
1: You know you got to put the slowed down "Power of Love" theme uh, <laughs> right there now. Oh God! Here, here, I'll send it to you. Are you you're in the Skype chat. Yeah. Um, where is it? Here. No, nope, that's not it. Power of love is a curious
0: thing. Such a good song, such a bad game.
1: Make a one man weep. That uh, that's the song um, when my wife and I got married. We walked out of the church, we said our goodbyes, we got into the limo, I had like a mixed CD like already ready, and we got in the limo. It was the best song to listen to after you get married.
0: Let's, alright, let me listen to this for a minute and see. Wow! Right? It is! Yep. So they must have just screwed up the programming and sped it up too fast. I, like I bet they,
1: I bet they sped. Like I bet the game was too slow and too easy, and they were like, "We just have to speed it up because the whole game feels too fast."
0: Yeah. So they got it right, but they screwed it up. Yep. That is so weird. Why would you do that on purpose? I know, right?
1: And then, and then when it gets to the next part, it's like we're like, the. Where is it, the like the pre-chorus or no the bridge yeah like when it switches it's got that too <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that's crazy i know right that's crazy someone needs to patch that and yeah fix the game and put just the replace
1: out. the music with just the regular speed music
0: yeah just fix the speed of the music and that would already make the game like 10 times better yep that is then so, you wouldn't
1: mind just dying over and over again for no reason. so
0: freaking nuts
1: i can't believe that you heard that rumor and then never looked it up <laughs> why, oh god why would i, was I wa- like i need I, was like, I need to know this right away why
0: would i want to remind myself of back to the future on the nes because it's frustratingly unbeatable just sort of like what because
1: except for like that crabby video where he just beats it in eight <laughs> minutes yeah right
0: because I know when I'm going through town, there's just tons of guys carrying big plate glass windows and everything yeah, and, else all and, over the place. Like,
1: and, okay, I'm going to go back to the future, and I'm going to save my family. Oh, bees!
0: <laughs> <That's> right, <yeah. laughs> uh, I remember that <laughs> part oh, in the what movie. Happened? You, right? didn't, you didn't save your family? Oh, bees. I, I remember watching that part where he uh, had to sling drinks at people you know, Yeah. before his family faded away in the picture
1: Oh, you know what would be a great question if I was listening to a podcast that asked me for questions? Mm-hmm. Favorite licensed music in uh, a video game? Mm. I'd probably say, like, up through, like, the 16-bit era.
0: Probably, like, what? Earthbound had a lot, right?
1: You know, you know what one... Like, and, and partially it's because I just love the song. What's that? I love... The Goonies are good enough.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And just listening to that in uh, <jouer>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: It's great. Mm-hmm. Like like I love the game up. It's like do, 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 Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> a good tune. Oh, that's great. That's a good tune. How did Konami get that licensed from Cindy Lauper to put that in the song? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It must have been like in the fine print with the movie.
0: Yeah, because these days nothing like that would happen,
1: right? No, not at all. There's just no way.
0: I'm kind of amazed that uh, like
1: Rock Band ended up getting as much as they did.
0: Yeah, they haven't put any more word about that, have they? I bet E3. I mean, they, you think? Yeah, and they E3? they
1: announced the game, and I went to a panel at PAX East where they oh. talked about it, and, and they were like, uh, and they were like, yeah, like we're we'll ha- we wanted to announce it this show because it's in our backyard, and blah 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 but they said yeah we're going to say a whole lot more at E3.
0: I'm ready as long as I can use my same instruments.
1: Yeah, they promised me that you could.
0: I'm I'm um I'm there. And if I can yeah. get my songs that I've already paid for on top of that, which they've said is a lock, right?
1: Yeah, they've said they they've said it's going they said those two things are going to happen. They said they haven't figured out how they're going to do the hardware yet, but they're working with Sony and Microsoft and it is going to happen. And they said as far as licensing there are just certain deals that just like absolutely like it's the same thing like Rock Band One songs imported to two, except for like three songs. Yeah, like,
0: Metallica song, and right? Some other like stuff. it was like
1: Metallica, Soundgarden. I forget. I think it was like the no. It was uh, who who does Run to the Hills? Oh, uh, Run to the, uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, no, yeah, Maiden. Yeah, is it Maiden? No. I can hear the stupid song. Run run to the hills. Yeah, whoever that is. That did, so like. that's a great song dang it it yeah
0: iron maiden it is iron maiden okay yeah i had a feeling so i was like yeah it's not judas yeah no it's
1: not uh but yeah so that like crabby Crabby would be mad at me for messing that one up yeah good thing we're not recording right (laughs) now